Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Seventh house, and Jupiter aligns with Mars. Then peace will guide the planets, and love will steer the stars. This is the dawning of the age. Sing it, brothers and sisters. and understanding sympathy and trust abounding no more falsehoods or durations golden living dreams of visions mystic crystal revelations and the mind's true liberations Aquarius Aquarius when the moon in the seventh house and Jupiter aligns with Mars then peace will guide the planets and love will steer the stars this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius the age of Aquarius Aquarius show guys welcome to the show see i'd audition to be in the forthcoming production of hair but after singing aquarius i need to sit down for 20 minutes and get my breath back it's a tough old one to sing guys but i think you'll agree with me i certainly do it justice good evening dear listener ian lee on talk radio now absolutely knackered do you know what that means of course i do i'm korean billy um, let's start off with, um, the fact that I'm a little bit narked this evening. I treated myself, I've not treated myself for ages and ages and ages, right? So I treated myself and I bought myself some fancy aftershave from an online retailer, which we'll call Amazon.co.uk. So I bought this aftershave and uh, there's a few I like. I quite like Hugo Boss. I quite like Issey Miyake, um, but the one I, uh, there's one called Man, 
It's called Man. I like it. I don't, the reason I don't like Man is it's in one, a, a weird-shaped bottle. So you can't stand the bottle up. The bottle has to um, lie down. You have to lie the bottle down. Lay the bottle down. So uh, the one I went for was Prada. Oh, and I, I, I tried Prada a long, long time ago, and I absolutely loved it. Now, I made the bold move, okay? When I wear uh, aftershave, the scent doesn't linger for very long. And I, for the first time in my life, I'm 43 years old, I decided not to get the eau de toilette. I got the, what's it called? Homo Plus. Ho- homo, homo chronologist. What is it? Homo Intense, I bought, right? Because it said in the thing, Homo Intense is a more... Uh, it's got more flavour in it. It's got more of the Prada leaves. Whatever it is they put in there, I don't know. It's got more in there. It's a little bit more expensive. Um, but it's, you know... And I thought, well, I'm going to try that. And um, so I ordered it. Wasn't cheap. 60 quid. 60 quid. Um, for a big bottle. And it came. It came today. Right? And I was very, very excited. Very excited. Because... It came today, and I got it out, and I, it's got, it's weird, it's in a bottle, and you have to take the cap off, and then there's a spritzer that comes with it, so you get the spritzer, and you put the spritzer in, and then there's like a button on the side of the spritzer, so it's not a press down on the top, there's a button on the side that you squeeze, so I put some on, and Ash smelt it, and Ash thought it smelt nice, and Catherine smelt it, and Catherine thought it smelt nice, and I smelt it, and I thought it smelt nice. And I was really pleased with myself. Really pleased with myself. And it was on the desk, and I kept looking at it thinking, you deserve that, son. Well done. You deserve that. You don't, you don't often get stuff for yourself. You deserve that, son. Well done. Well done, son. That is yours. You deserve that. 60 quid. It's a luxury. You deserve that, son. Well done. Anyway, throughout the course of the evening, food was consumed, um, coffee was uh, was quaffed, crime watch was watched, and um, I came back to the bottle. I noticed the bottle had, had um, been knocked over, okay, so it was lying on its back. I thought, well, that's okay. That's okay. These things happen. I picked up the bottle. It leaked out. About a third of it had leaked out. About a third had leaked out. I couldn't believe it. I was gutted. I can't say words. Oh, no, Kath! Kath, come and look at this! And she looked at it, and there was a big... I'm just shaking it now, make sure I've got the lid on. Yeah, a third of it. Gone. Um, and Kath said... There was a big puddle of it on the table. And Kath said, well, do you want me to wipe it up? I went, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. And I put my, dipped my hands into the pool of this, pro- it's about 20 quid's worth on the flipping table, right? I dipped my hands in it. I right, rubbed it all over my hair, all over my face. I put it down my trousers. And then I put my hand in the pool again. And I rubbed my trousers. Knowing these trousers are probably going to have a wash in the next two or three weeks, so it probably wasn't worth it. I rubbed my trousers. I put my hand in it again. And I splashed it all over. 20 quid's worth! A third of it spilt out! What the hell is that all about, guys? So the reason I'm singing hair from Aquarius from hair, pardon me, is because it is the only thing that um, um, lifts my mood. Apart from, of course, Bohemian Rhapsody played on recorders by Japanese. 
See, that's good as well. Um, and hair has been my constant friend um, throughout uh, 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 the weekend. And so I'm in a lousy mood. I'm so gutted. So gutted. But, 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 but. Saying that, um, if you want to give us a call this evening, do. A busy show tonight. Um, before the end of the show, you're probably going to hear the interview I did with Nicholas Parsons. You're certainly going to hear me speaking to Steve Johnson. Steve Johnson's story. We're going to speak to him at midnight. He's in um, uh, New York, I think. Um, he's, he's coming on to talk about his brother, Scott Johnson, who... Um, um, died in 1988 at uh, a gay cruising point and it was it was called suicide it's suicide he jumped off a cliff um but there's now loads and loads of evidence that it wasn't suicide and actually there were loads of murders of gay men in australia in the 70s and the 80s here's the thing it wasn't legal being gay it it wasn't legalized the the, the, the first state i don't know a lot about australia the first state in australia to legalize being gay was the southern state is that a place 1975 nine and the last place was tasmania in the 1990s flipping heck it honestly i i and I've, i might you know i'm not not hiding the fact i nicked this story from somewhere else um i heard uh, uh steve johnson speaking to eddie mayer on bbc radio four a few weeks ago and it, it just the story absolutely blew me away and the dignity with which mr johnson speaks about his his brother it honestly 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 at midnight it, it, it it's going to be incredible um oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number good evening kai good evening good evening kai what have you got for us i'm talking about deodorant right oh yeah and what you talked about on the first of your conversation. The first of my conversations, yes. Yes. What is my favourite um, deodorant? I don't know. Is it a quiz? Is it Lynx Africa? It's brought. It's what? Brought. It's what? It's brought. It's that green one. Brut. Yes. How are you spelling brut? It's um, B-R-U-T. Ah, I yes. think it's pronounced brute. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not brut. If you're going into your local boots or wherever and asking for brut, um, they're going to give you short shrift, which is another <laughs> excellent deodorant. Yeah. Um, I like um, deodorants and the fact that we have things that make us smell nice. But here's the thing, Kai. For the last yeah. couple of days, I've not had any deodorant. Mm. And I smelt the way... A man is supposed to smell. It yeah. smelt musky. It smelt horny. It smelt um, woody. And it smelt rank. And that is what a man is meant to smell like, Kai. They have to smell beautiful. What are you talking about? They have to smell good. No! When they go out. A man is meant to smell of the earth. No, but you have to smell good. What are you, some kind of ponce or something? They're meant to smell... Have you never seen a fish called Wanda? A fish? Um, no. No, the film? No. A fish called Wanda? No. you never seen it? No. John Cleese? No, I haven't. No. Jamie Lee Curtis? No. Michael Palin's got a stammer in it? I just watched Mary Poppins and something like that. Well, in A Fish Called Wanda, Calvin Klein um, plays Jamie Lee Curtis's boyfriend... And um, to get himself aroused, he doesn't use deodorant. 
And to get himself aroused, he lifts up his armpit, puts his head in his pit and goes... And the pheromones that his pit give off cause him to achieve an erection. Yes, exactly. Oh. So, my suggestion is, Kai... Yeah? Put the brut down for a couple of days and see where you end up. Of course I will. Good lad. And there's another thing what I want to say. Of course there is. Yes. You know that show, what was on... Um, can I say it? Well, it depends what show you're... Old TFF with Watco. Oh, yes. That's coming back on Friday. Outrageous behaviour. Imagine them coming onto this radio station to plug another show, Kai. That behaviour is simply not acceptable. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. It's going to be one of them shows. Don't forget to tick your Rage Our Diaries, Late Nights with Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344-499-1000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. You'd be more than welcome. Um, oh, they're all coming out of the woodwork tonight. Let's, um, the next cab off the rank, it's Paul Akimbola. Hello. Good evening, Paul. We're flying, we're flying blind this evening because normally you email me to let me know what it is you want to talk about tonight. You've not done that, Paul, so this really could be about anything, although I suspect it's going to be about a homoerotic TV show from the 90s that you want to bring back. Am I correct? Well, well, and I have an idea. Okay, is it for a TV show? Because... Because I'm, I'm doing the end and the prize course with this trust Fantastic. made for yeah, and um, if my media com if the business plan is successful and my, my media company makes a profit yes, I would produce a three hour um, Saturday morning kids show for my online channel on YouTube. Yes. But it would be similar to David Letterman format. So you're going to do a David Letterman show for kids um, on your YouTube channel if yeah. your business venture becomes successful and you make loads of money. Yeah. So what's going to, who's going to host it? It'll be hosted by a budding comedian that that can be talented. It can be talented. Yes. Without, le- not, without looking very... And cheap. CBC or even the... T4A. Yeah. Okay. Um, have you got any names in mind, Paul? Because I'm um, I'm I'm a trained people, television people, professional. People who people who young about in stand up comics. Yeah. Well, I did I did do stand up comedy for several years, and I am a trained television professional. Yeah. We're looking for about stand up comics. Yes. That, as I say, I I, I have done stand up comedy, and I'm certainly budding. Right now, actually, um, which is awkward. Um, Would you consider um, me for the role of this host, Paul Akimbola? No. Okay. Be, I like your direct attitude. It'll be, it'll be from that the new club, club, uh, new club that was, uh, a place with people with yes, learning difficulties, and okay. difficulties. Yes, in London in top floor. The top floor. Okay. Well, it sounds like a winner, um, Paul. What's this show going to be called? 
Saturday morning with um, uh, Paul Akimbola. The name, no, 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 I'm not, 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 not. Will be look auditions for help for mm. a stand-up comic. But budding, a budding stand-up comic, be filmed on the top floor, and it'll be called Saturday Morning with the name of this budding stand-up comedian. Yeah, sounds brilliant. De- genuinely, what, what it sounds brilliant. Will, what guests will have? You will have mixture of the. Uh, 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 80s, 80s. Well, yeah, Paul Akimbola, as, as you've turned me down for the host, and I understand your reasoning, you want someone budding. Um, I am a trained 80s. television professional, and I'm I'm an excellent guest. Yeah. Uh, and the 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 the, 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 the not so famous celebrities. Yeah. Well, not, again, so not so famous celebrities. I could fit in. I could fit into that. Would you? I'm going to put uh, Paul. I'm going to be direct with you because you're being direct with me. Would you consider me as one of the guests on Saturday morning with this budding stand-up comedian? Uh, probably. Yay! That's uh, I like that. I like that style. That's a probably. Yes, I'm in. I'm in. And and the people, the the non eighties guests will, will take up in the style games that will be. That so get a grain noted, but it will be a safe clean one. So you're just going to steal all of all of the ideas from David Letterman and Graham Norton. Well, it worked for those guys. Yeah. Paul, I wish you the best of luck with it. Let me know when it's on and when you want me yeah. to turn up and be the guest. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. No, Catherine, keep the bat signal. Keep the bat signal up. Keep the bat signal up. We are, Catherine is atop the um, talk radio building, and we have a bat signal, and we, we've, we fire it up when we want some of our more, um, um, let's say, colourful callers. And boy, oh boy, we've, we've, we've got off to a flying start, so just keep, fl- keep flying. Oh, and look, it's Darren. Evening, Darren. <laughs> Unbelievable. That was so sarcastic, that thing. Right. Hello there. Evening. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, Darren. How are you doing this evening? Um, eh, fine. I think. Like, are you um, high on cocaine this evening? Not. Ian, can we stop that, please, now, straight away? Because, no, I'm not. Well, th- well, can you stop yeah, it? Oh, you can got you... us, uh, you got us, like, it's like you got us on right. Oh, can you, can you stop it? Uh, uh, yes. Um, I've come to a conclusion on that, like. What's your conclusion that, you've come it's to? It's going to be about tonight. Please, I can't believe that when No, it's a, con- Darren, it's a conversation. Don't uh, let's get paranoid. No, I totally respect... I, <laughs> the word, uh, huh? Ian, yeah? come on. Come I on, dude. Know that. No, that's, it's very hard. Uh, so, are you cleaning up your act? Yes, massively. When was right. the last time you did it? Um, actually, the other day when you said what you said. Hey, when well, we were speaking. Hey, brilliant. Well, good yeah, for you, brother. Good for you. It's not... Well, it's... Yeah, uh, one of my friends wanted wanted me to podcast that, right? Yeah, and uh, I refused, obviously. What? Um, well, you know. Okay, um, but but just imagine all the money you'll have in your pocket. Ian, it wasn't the money thing that you said, and I couldn't find the podcast. If I'm being honest, to be honest, with you. like uh, now I don't know. Now was, I don't know was, what you're talking about. And, no. But what have you called no. in for this evening, what Darren? While Catherine's flashing her bats. Uh, uh, well, you made us forget. I didn't. I didn't make you do anything. You did that. I didn't. Name it on anything else. I yeah, didn't make. I, was, I didn't oh, make yes, you forget. Hold on. Hold on. Enough. Hold on. Hold on. 
Right, she has eight. Right, you know this. I'll talk in code because you want to talk about your TB. My TB? Mr. Boyd, man, not your TB. I thought you meant tuberculosis. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Why do you want to talk about Tommy Boyd? I mean, his, his history. Remember last week I spoke about the differences in um, talk show radios? Um, okay, if you say so. Oh, you don't remember. Uh, right, anyway. Cut long story short, right? Well, it's I too went late for that. To yours on but cheers, all right? I went to yours on YouTube. Yes. And and just answered loads of questions. So next time I call, can we stop going on about me cocaine? Well, I, I'm, I'm confused. I thought you were talking about Tommy Boyd. Now, now you're you're the one talking. Oh, well, no, no, now no, you're no, talking about cocaine. I'm not talking about cocaine. Oh, I'm talking about Tommy Boyd. Stop game, stopping game, please. I'm not doing anything. We finished well, that. We moved on to Tommy are, Boyd. No, no. And I'm, now I'm, you're I'm talking good. about. Now you're having a co- you're having a come down rage. <laughs> uh, oh God, the truth hurts for me. Doesn't it, Darren? Doesn't it just when when yeah, you can no, hear no, the no, truth? No, uh, when you can hear the truth. Ian, 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 every time I'm phoning now, I'm trying to be sort of in a better sort of state of mind. And I wish you the very best of luck with that. I hope you can pull it off, genuinely. How's your meds going, if you don't mind asking? Um, yeah, they're they're all right. I sank last night. I I had a really good weekend, and then suddenly I found myself um, uh, 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 in bed, and I felt miserable. Mm -hmm. Did you double bubble on the half bubble, if you know what I, I mean? I double bubbled you, on the half bubble, yes. But that, so, what, what, that's where it got worse? Mm, no. Um, that's one of the main reasons, by the way, um, sorry to interrupt you, uh, is that, but I never talk, I, I never want to talk about that, because... I don't know what, no, I don't know what you're fair, talking man, about. Let's be fair. Um, the meds, the de- depression thing, man. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, well, that well, I know you you didn't take um, the full doses. No, for, for three that, weeks, that, I, I, I I misunderstood the 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 tablets I had. I thought they were one hundred fifty gram mm. tablets, but they weren't. They were yeah, seventy five gram yeah. tablets. So I was only taking half the dose. Yeah. I've now gone back to the dose I should be on. Right. So, oh God, that must mass with the rotation. If you know what I mean. No, must, no. Well, anyway. Uh, I'm yes, glad to hear you're getting by. Uh, I thought you were talking about Tommy Boyd. I'm so confused. Well, no, I, hold on, hold on. I was, I was, but last week I phoned you about Tommy and your phone call to Tommy. Yes, he. Do you know the you the, the phone call the, your phone call to Tommy? I thought would be brilliant. I remember. I remember. I remember. I remember thank you. Thank I, you. God. I, no, no, no. I wasn't talking about that. I remember the coke come downs. I remember the bad oh, tempers. How are you, man? How are you? That's something. Okay, but I just remember. But, you, but you've got a cop on. You've got a cop on for no reason. <laughs> Where's this cop on come from? Um, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You just get a little um, bit aggy. <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, well, right. Thanks for the point on the little bit. Right. So can I? I was go being polite. To- I, I, I bet you were. I, I go, right, so the point is, because yes. you asked us about Tommy again, which I didn't. No, I mention. didn't ask you about Tommy. You mentioned Tommy tonight. I didn't mention him. You did. No, you you asked us why I mentioned Tommy. Right no, there. you phoned up tonight and you started talking about TB. 
no, yeah, I did not talk about TV. You know how I know why I didn't? Because I, you're talking nonsense. You found out we talked about cocaine, and then you said I've called in to talk about TB, and I said, "What do you mean?" You said Tommy Boyd, and I said, "Oh, I thought you meant tuberculosis." No, I mean that happened. You remember that now, Darren? I do. Jeez, jeez, heck. So, so right, we got back to him. Anyway, I went to your YouTube, and it was better, and that was it. That yeah, was I'm better than Tommy Boyd, like, his history, yes. I could have told that you that. the moral of that story. I went and listened to his old calls. Yes. When I used to listen to it, until everything went tits up, uh, everything went wrong. Yes. With, right? And flipping, I went right... <sighs> so I tried both ends of the scale, so to be honest, right, uh, you're spot on. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Darren. Near pubs. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Kath, stay up there with the bat signal a little bit longer, please. I'm enjoying this. This is a, a, a fine start to a to a week. Oh three. No Periscope tonight, dear listener. It's a radio show this evening. It's a radio show, so you have to create the images in your mind. Give us a call now. Oh three four four. Four nine nine one thousand. Don't forget to tick your rage up diaries. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night conversation worth losing sleep over. Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Get rid of that music tonight. We're playing this. <laughs> Three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call this evening, it's Monday night. It's talk radio, and the air is fruity. The air smells divine, dear listener, because I spent twenty quid's worth of blooming pat. I nearly swore then. <laughs> the f bomb nearly came out. Twenty quid's worth of blooming aftershave <laughs> on the table. I gutted. I haven't bought aftershave for so long. I mean, literally like a year. And it was a nice treat for myself. And it went everywhere. Unbelievable. Um, Mark's in Tunbridge Wells. Good evening, Mark. Hello, Ian. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. Can you hear me okay, Mark? Can you hear me okay? Hello? Hello? Mark, can you hear me okay? I'm just testing the line with the guitar. This is the new can way you just, Can you just test it again? I'm not sure we got the signal through. Hang on, I'll just, I just get the... Uh, I'll just get Jimi Hendrix. Jimi, can you come over here with the guitar? Oh, man, what a drag. I'm dead, Here we man. go, ready? Yeah, that sounds like Hendrix. <laughs> Yeah, it's not bad. Hello. Yes, I um, 
Oh, I've not got it. I've not got it. I um, because I bought. You know, I bought my eldest a guitar to paint. Right. Oh right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we bought him a a a Fender, a cheap Chinese Fender copy kit. So it's a guitar we're going to put together, but the 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 body is untreated, right? And we had some killjoy last week saying, "Well, you got to prime it and then sand it and then prime it and then sand it." I got some spray on primer, put three coats on, and the boy. Um, spent two hours on Sunday painting just the back of the guitar. Kath's seen it. It's flipping brilliant. He's going to call it the Electro Rainbow Guitar, right? He's painted it. It is proper psychedelic, right? It looks brilliant. So he's doing that. But I also, for 30 quid, bought my youngest a three-quarter size guitar, and electric guitar. I yep. thought I had a video of him playing it. I could play play the audio. It sounds better than what you were just doing. What? Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Oh, be quiet, uh, String Beetles. Have 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 some of have some of this. So this is my boy with his electric guitar. Gives it to his brother. His brother has a go. Listen to this. Never played an electric guitar in his life. Listen to this boy. Boy genius. Here we go. Now press the strings now. Yeah. That is better than what you were doing, Mark. Ian, Ian, what you got to do, right, is is, uh, download open tuning. Oh, I was thinking, well, I can work an open tuning now. Well, they just put their finger across it. Yeah, and all you need to do, yeah. if you do, uh, Keith Richards, op- every, all these songs that when I started playing guitar, I couldn't work out why I couldn't play any Stone songs. Yeah, all he's all tuning. got funny tunings. Yeah, so if you tune, if you look up Open G, which is the easiest, which is what they used to bottleneck used to play, yeah. they used to play, yeah. that if you do Open G, just tell them to put, you put uh, the second string and the fourth string, yeah. and that's a chord, yeah. and then you bar without yeah. putting fingers, just well, I was just thinking, uh, indulge me for a second, I know what he's talking about. Can you not just tune it to an E chord, so then all they do, they just got to put their finger across the strings and move it up? No, no, it's the same. You can do open E, but open E but means I... two strings have to go up, and it, it means oh. the strings might snap. If you do right. if yes. you do an open G tuning... But then but then part of me thought, Mark, yep. that, that's, that that's cheating. And, no, 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 no. And no, why no. not just teach them guitar? He's, he's, he's already kind of got his head around a G chord. Yeah, well, tell tell Keith Richards that I'm sure he's he's cheating. He's made him a lot of money. Well, yeah, I know exactly, but I'm kind of thinking. But to to um, to uh, innovate, oh, yeah. you have to learn the basics and then unlearn the basics. Boom. Well, I, I think teach them three chords and and a blue scale. And By the way, away. can I just say it's ve- we're 35 minutes into the week. It's very, very blokey already. Can we get some women phoning up, please? It's very, very... I've noticed, if we, if a Monday show is blokey, <laughs> the whole week is blokey. If a Monday sh- uh, show is a, a little bit um, fruity, and by that I mean women phoning in, then the whole week's a little bit fruity. So can we please... No, I know it doesn't make any sense either. Can we put... Here's a thing. I won't, I'll ask this with Mark Scone, because he might say something offensive. So, can we get... Ca- <laughs> Catherine, can you um, put, um, put pink into the bat signal and get some women phoning up, please? 0344 499 1000. That's what we want. That's what we want, Mark. OK. Anything else? Uh just good just good luck to them and 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 taste the guitar because uh 
playing music for children. It's the most incredible thing to, to express yourself. And it's not a blokey thing. Music is, is for everybody. Mm. And um, yeah. I, think, I think kids should be encouraged with music, drama, oh. arts. The arts are oh. incredible things. My, they had a drama le- They had a, 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 a drama teacher go to their school and they, they, they came out and said, Daddy, we've just done this, this lesson called drama. Oh. And I went, boys, you, the, 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 you, you, the doors are opening for you. Oh. My favourite, favourite lesson. I was going to do it till G- for GCSE. And I put it down as my options. And then I came in the next term. They said, we've dropped drama. Because oh. they wanted us to learn business studies. Up yours. Drama is where it's at, Mark. Yeah, and that, and that is something that in our school back in the day, uh, I, I absolutely love drama. Yeah. I, used to, I used to get picked on because everyone thought I was a puff. Cause I oh, loved- yeah, no, it was gay. Oh, of course it was gay. I didn't care about any of that. I did not care in the slightest. I just said to the boys, well, I'll give you a kiss, I don't mind. Yeah, Mark, thank you very much for that. No, no, I'm very good, my boys. We, I, I bought a, a dead cheap piano. We're lucky we've got a bit of space in our living room. Um, 0344 499 1000. We've got a bit of space in our living room. You can buy you can buy pianos for a quid. I, I spent about 100 quid or something on, on a piano. We got it all tuned up. So the boys have got a piano and they sit there and I let them hit it. They've got the electric guitar in the other corner of the room. And my eldest said, Daddy, can I have a go on the electric guitar? I said, boy, you never... I didn't call him boy. I said, you never have to ask me. You, you want to go and play on the electric guitar? You go and play on the electric guitar. You do whatever you want. And if you want to ask me about it, ask me about it. If you just want to sit there and make noise and tap the strings and hit it, you do that. I, 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 love, I love it. We've got the ukulele. I've got my guitars, which, which is why I bought them their guitars, because my guitars are a little bit fancy, and I don't really want them messing around with that. We've got a banjo. We've got a bazooki. We've got all these bits and pieces, and it's great to get, just get them to not be afraid. I remember seeing guitars when I was a kid and being terrified of them, absolutely terrified of them, because I thought, these are so expensive, these are awful. And I do get a little bit precious around my guitars. This is why I've got the their guitars, so they can make as much noise, as much fuss. And, and I have to say, the painting of the uh, guitar, oh, man, it is going... Uh, I, I'll tweet, do you know what, I might tweet a picture of it. I'm, I don't really share stuff about my kids online, so I won't share a picture of the boys. Notice I never say their names. Um, but I, I'll tweet a picture of it, because it, 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 I'll think about tweeting a picture of it. The, the work, the effort he's put in, I mean, absolutely concentrating. He was going to paint flames on it, and then he thought that would be a bit too hard. So he's painted on the back of it the most beautiful proper 60s psychedelic rainbow it is stunning sprayed it with white primer um got got um, some acrylic paints bought a couple of canvases big canvases for the other lad so the other lad's got something to paint put a load of newspaper down on the the kitchen table and we just sat there painting and i said do you want any help with it he said if it's all right with you daddy i'll do it on my own i went perfect it's yours. Do with it's yours. Do with it as you want. What a joy! We then got to build the flipping thing, but you know that that that'll come at some point. I am sure, dear listener. It is Monday evening. I tell you what. After twelve, it's going to get quite heavy when we speak to um, Steve Johnson about his uh, murdered brother uh, Scott Johnson. Uh, we will also have uh, Nicholas Parsons before the end of the show. Oh. And we recorded a cracking interview with Jimmy Tarbuck today. Actual Jimmy Tarbuck. 
unbelievable. 0344, we've got no calls lined up. <laughs> We're not one of those radio stations that lies and says, well, we got hundreds of calls lined up. we got hundreds of calls lined up, but I'm going to sit and talk for a bit longer. I'll be honest with you. Um, we have no calls lined up, and we've had no women phoning in. It's, it's a little bit bloke heavy. So, you know, let, let, let's see if we can shift the balance. You know the score, dear listener. If you're waiting for me to give you a question, to give you a tag, to give you a reason to call in. There's nothing. There's nothing. This show doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. I'm not going to sit here and go, well, we're talking about George Osborne, the only editor of the London Evening Standard. Or we're talking about the fact that Theresa May has now announced when she's going to activate Article... You can call in about those things if you want. Imagine, this phone, uh, this show... It's very much like my boy's guitar was on uh, Saturday morning. A blank canvas. He chose to fill his blank canvas with a psychedelic rainbow. What are you going to choose to fill your blank canvas with? 0344 499 1000. Don't forget to tick your Rajar Diaries. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, yes. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. You know the drill, dear listener. Um... It's not one of those shows where we sit here and tell... I've said all that, so shut up, Ian. Let's go to Julie. Jeez! Hello, Ian. What the hell is Hello. going on there? Um, well, um, I'm probably the only person in the O2 arena oh. who is um, listening to Talk Radio. Hey, flipping it. The, 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 the um, O2, live at the O2. It's the Ian Lee show. What the hell is... What, what, what are you doing there? Signal, the pink back signal went, and I thought, I have to respond. Well I might be at the O2 watching... Drake. Oh, yeah. My what? Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Do you mean Nick Drake, the dead folk singer? <laughs> Would you know what? It would make an improvement. I wish I was. Where, okay, first of all, Drake. so the O2. I don't know Drake's work. I'm sure it's excellent. Nor do I. Can we have a little... Is, he, sing, is he singing now? Yeah, shall I go to Water Door? Well, mostly he's been talking, if oh. I'm honest. What, he rapping? Came on at quarter to ten. Yeah. Qu- no, just talking. Quarter, quarter to ten? Quarter to ten. He came on. He came, he came on a quarter to ten. That's when most acts will be finishing. Okay, I'm just going into the, the arena now. I'm going to give you a 30 second block. Ready? Pop music has certainly changed a lot since my day. Did you hear any of that? Yes, I did. Um, so, <laughs> what, uh, uh, what, what time? What time? How old are you? You with your daughter? My my daughter is 14 and uh, school night. Husband. Well, the thing is that originally I booked for a Saturday, and then he cancelled the gig. I don't like this and, attitude. And exactly right, he cancelled the gig, and this was the only alternative. I do not so like this gentleman's my... attitude to, to tardiness, cancellations, tardiness, appearing on stage live, not swearing, singing. Just... A lot of swears. Well, there's lots of swears, but that's okay. Um, how I'm much? How much did the ticket? My... How much were the tickets, Jill? Um. Well, <laughs> I've got VIP tickets, um, and they're um, 115 quid each. Oh, that's not bad for VIP tickets. Uh, what do, you, do you get to meet him for that? 
No. Oh. It's just, they're just good seats and you get to use the Amex VIP lounge. You get to use the toilet. I thought yeah. VIP tickets meant you got to go to, like, the sound check or have a picture yeah. taken with them or no. something. <laughs> no. Oh. Because, um, oh, no, we've had to buy a T-shirt as well. Um, and the merch, the long sleeve T-shirt was um, 40 quid. Yeah, the merch, I mean, the merch <laughs> these days is the outrageous. Merch, um, yeah. Oh, and, but you're good seats, though, have you? Great seats. Um, it's just, I love all music. Yeah. But it's just... I just, I just can't, I just don't like it. So I, I've been sitting with my earphones in listening to talk radio. I, you've been time. listening to talk radio during Drake yeah. flipping, <laughs> it. But I, the funny thing was that when you started singing, um, uh, Dawning of the Age of Aquarius... Don't tell me he was singing it at the same time! <laughs> no, but because I had the earphones in, it looked like it, it was him singing it and doing the movements that <laughs> you I um I cannot my my, my boys I've, I've 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 taken my oldest to three concerts um the monkeys Brian Wilson and the Bare Naked Ladies I've taken yeah. the youngest to the Bare Naked Ladies we're off to see the Beach Boys in May we want to go and see Kiss but it's only on school night so we can't yeah, but I no, can't exactly. I cannot wait for them to set, to be of an age 13 14 15 and say daddy can you buy me tickets to whatever the pop sensation is and can you take me and my friends <laughs> yes I will I can- I cannot wait for those days. What exactly. fun! That's the whole the whole thing is that I love music, and yep. so even though it's not my taste, their love for this music, the atmosphere here is actually amazing. Yep. Even though I don't like the music, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm really pleased for that. But Julie, Julie, stay there, stay there. Darren's yeah. calling back in again. Darren, what's what's your beef? Oh, Ian, man, I can't believe I got feedback from you. Only want to see him. Mm. Can we stop mentioning the other thing? Well, it, it, the thing is, if it... Okay. It, yes, no, we can. Ian, no, please, please. Hang on, you've asked me a question and I'm going to answer it. Right, sorry. I'll show up. Yeah, we can, as long as it stops interfering with your phone calls. Your phone call last week was a car crash. No way, man. Yes, it, it was, Darren. Being completely... That, that, no, be, being no, completely no. honest with you, Darren, it was a car crash. Right, so should we, what, so what, the four calls I've made, which I've, I know I've made. I don't, calls, I've not got right? my, I've not got my data, I forgot to bring uh, my logs uh, of all the calls that Darren's I've made. Not, Ian, I've no doubt you have, or you haven't, right? So actually, let's do a social experiment, let's try next week at the same time, and a different Darren, yeah? Okay, and are you going to be less aggressive and, 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 and less ready to, uh, to bite my head off? Ian, Ian, I, whoa, whoa, I, I'm not, I'm not on here knocking you on Twitter, man. I'm not having you on Twitter. I actually, actually love... Uh, no, no, I'm saying I'm not here causing you abuse. No, but you were quite like aggressive. That. You were quite aggressive this evening, do, Darren. You were quite aggressive. You were quite aggressive this evening. Um, and your, your call well, last I've week on like... the day that you had taken cocaine was a car crash, mm-hmm. mate. It was embarrassing. Okay. Pepe, pepe, yeah. So, um, right, so can we next uh, week at the same time because I've had alcohol and alcohol and You've had what? Drink. Yep. <laughs> right, Just so, try and phone me up um, straight because I, I, I know when I know when people have taken stuff, whether it's booze or drugs or whatever. I know when they've taken stuff, and it's just it, it, you, you, you emba- the, the, yeah, the people that phone in when they're off their nut on whatever it is, they embarrass themselves, right, and that's not my. Right, I don't want people to um, embarrass themselves. You're not even listening. Well, I don't want people to embarrass themselves, and pe- you, you embarrassed yourself last week. Ian, I was listening there two minutes ago. Sorry. Um. No, I'm fair pity. Uh, it's just, uh, if, when I go to phone, 
I phone and I, I want to talk about something which is relevant to the programme, and then it gets sort of sidelined to my private life. Well, but but if, if <laughs> it's your private uh, life, but it's not uh, as if I've, it's not as if someone sent me an email saying, "Yeah, I think Darren does this." We discussed it <laughs> last week because I detected it because of yeah. your behaviour and your your vibes you were yeah. sending out, and you admitted it. You could have said no. What are you talking about? No, man. No, mate, I, 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 I caught this all, uh, I don't, you're, ram- you're kind night. of slurring and rambling tonight, Darren. Uh, all I phoned up for was to ask it, um, caller before, you know, the person, I, the, the switchboard caller, sorry. What are you um, talking about? What is this, what is the switchboard caller? Don't phone up because you want to. Don't phone up because you want to give messages to me via Kath or you want to give messages to me via Ed. It's not a flipping PO box number. It's a phoning show. Phone up because you want to talk to me. Yeah, that's most of the times. Uh, every time. Yeah, but no, oh, you just said you wanted to phone up and talk to my switchboard person, which uh, is my producer, Catherine. Buddy, it don't work like that. Buddy, you've hit a few nails on the head, right? Like, uh, so will you stop shouting us, please? Well, no, because I don't stop phoning up to try and talk to my producer to get a, to pass a message on to me. It don't work like that. that. Once in what? I've done that once in what six months. Don't do it at I've been all. For about six months, man. Don't do it at um, all. All right, sorry. Right, fair enough. I'm getting a weird vibe off you tonight, Darren. Again. Well, yes! It's not because of what you said before. I didn't it's say it this I'm not saying that now. I'm saying I'm not mentioning it. You keep mentioning it. Mm. I'm saying I am getting a weird vibe off of you, man. Well uh, I concur with what you're saying, mate. I don't know what I don't know what way it's come from, but it's happened. And the, but people only say concur when they're trying to act like they're not drunk, <laughs> you know, <laughs> trying to prove that they're sober. They say concur. Do Just don't phone me drunk or don't phone me drunk or high. Oh well, Ian, I totally right there, mate. Right, well, would you stop telling us off for for now, please? Well, would you hang on a minute? Would you stop phoning me up, telling me how to do my show? Yeah, you know what to do with it. You do, you just do it like the red button, but. What? Obviously you don't. You're not making any sense, man. What I mean is you would have hung up. That's what I mean. And now you're, now you're mumbling. What is going on with you, Darren? Talk to me. Um, what I said there is, uh, is that Ian, you would have just pressed the red button, i.e. hung up on me. You haven't got a clue what, how this works. And now you're mumbling. What is going on with you, Darren? Yeah. Talk to me. Be honest with me. What's going on, dude? I can't do this on the radio. So, uh, I've got. I can't do this on the radio. Okay. Well, don't say anything you don't want to say, man. But I know. I, I know there's Thank stuff you. going on. Thank you. I, I know you know. And do you know how I know? It's not bad. You know what? It's not bad. You know, I'm not... Darren, you're slurring, mate. You're whispering. You're mumbling. uh, Honestly, listen back to this at nine o'clock tomorrow morning. You're better than this, Darren. Pardon? You're better than this. Uh, Thank you. I really appreciate that. I mean it. I mean it from my heart. You are better than this. Mate, mate, uh, it's been... 
the working project for the last three days now with you. Right, thank you. I know you do. Okay. All right, brother. Well, you take it easy, yeah? And you, and you, and you. Thank you very much indeed. So, when, when, when people start quoting the um, Jim will fix it theme, <laughs> it's time to move on. Julie! <laughs> go and enjoy Go and enjoy Drake. Ian, I've just got one thing to say. Yes. You know what I think about that? Go on. I concur. Thank you very much indeed. I concur. I concur. I conquer. I conquer the world. Um, there was a feisty, uh, and I'm going to say it, spunky first hour. Not in that sense, in that sense. Uh, another two hours to go. After midnight, we're going to speak to Steve Johnson. Um, uh, uh, honestly, incredible story, incredible storyteller, uh, uh, and every word of it is true. Uh, before one o'clock as well, Nicholas Parsons. Likewise, incredible stories, incredible storyteller. Um, but it does mean we have another hour, dear listener, of uh, your phone calls about whatever. Do you know what I was going to sit? I was going to come in and just go and uh, d- d- do a completely different show tonight, and um, go through the stories in the papers. Um, but the, the phones have been um, pretty full on. Uh, if you want to give me a call, you'd be more than welcome to. We may even get another little tune after uh, eleven o'clock. Who knows? I'm in the mood. I'm in the mood. I've listened to one, two, three, four, four different versions of the hair soundtrack in the last five days. Honestly, the German version's just arrived. Oh, the German version has just arrived. Oh, beautiful! I'm loving it. If you want to give me a call, you'd be very, very welcome. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. No periscope tonight, guys. It's a radio show. Uh, close your eyes, make up the pictures in your head. We'll have a look through the papers in a bit. But if you want to um, chip in with anything, you're very, very welcome. The way it works is you phone up. You'll speak to Catherine, my producer, or Ed, the uh, tech up on this show. He produces James Well. Uh, they'll take your name and number. They'll give you a call back. It's, it's as simple as that. You can call in about anything, even to tell me it's crap. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Don't forget to take your radio diaries. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. <laughs> We've all um, got loves in our lives that we've lost and we just can't seem to find them again. Where are they? Well, I've got a story I want to tell you and it, it goes like this. I met a boy called Frank Mills on September 12th right here in front of the Waverly. But I'm for- No, she's putting me off. I don't want her singing in the background. Hang on a second. That's no, fine. It's, 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 uh, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. We'll, um... Yeah, we go. This I do apologise, dear listener. I do apologise. Now, where were we? Ah, yes. I was telling you that we all, um... We all have, um... Loves lost that we'd like to conquer again. I'm no different from you. I know I'm a celebrity, but... I've been hurt, and here's my story. I met a boy called Frank Mills On September 12th right here In front of the Waverly But unfortunately I lost his address 
you see, he was last seen with his friend. A drama he resembles George Harrison of the Beatles, but he wears his hair tied in a small bow at the back. And here's the thing, right? I love him, but it embarrasses me to walk down the street with him. He lives in Brooklyn somewhere and wears this white crash helmet. He has gold chains on his leather jacket and on the back are written the names Mary and Mom and Hell's Angels I would gratefully Appreciate it if you see him Tell him I'm in the park with my girlfriend And please Tell him Angela and I Don't want the two dollars back just And then I'd have to go and have a sit down for 20 minutes. That's why I can't be in here, the musical. I'm very well qualified. Um, I just cannot. I just. Oi! Whoa! Hey! Um, bit late on the applause. I just cannot sing a song and, and then do anything of any use afterwards. Right. 0344-499-1000 is the, um, uh, telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. What's this? I don't know this song, so I cannot sing it, which is a shame. Um, I could do a concert. I'm thinking of doing a pop concert, um, but like I'd have, I'd have to have literally ten minutes sit down between every single like Drake. Maybe that's what Drake's problem is. Maybe Drake's got the same thing I've got, where he's bloody good, bloody good. But he give I give so much of myself in my singing performances. I'm absolutely shagged afterwards. I am shagged. Maybe I do give too much. That's maybe I do, Catherine. Maybe I do give too much, and that. That is both a curse and a blessing. 0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now's a good time to call. Why? Because we ain't got no calls. That's why. And two, because from midnight, we probably won't have much time for calls. As we're going to be talking to uh, Steve Johnson. Um, You you, you probably don't know the name, but boy, oh boy, it's an incredible story. Um, And then we're going to be talking to Nicholas Parsons. You know that name, guys. You know that name. Um, let's have a little look in the newspapers, shall we? Um, Chuck Berry's dead. Chuck Berry's dead. Um, that's sad. Here we go. Oh, where is it? Hang on a minute. 
Here we go, here we go. This is a great headline. I don't know why this isn't the biggest story. It's page 21 of the mirror, if you want to read along at home, to quote Catherine Boyle there. Um, And it's a tiny, it's like a little paragraph, four little paragraphs. This is a great story. I don't know why this isn't front page news. It's a brilliant headline. What a waste of a headline on a tiny little story that I'm, I'm the only person that's read this. Daily Grinder of Parliament. The Daily Grinder of Parliament. Should we continue? This is a great story. I've I've taken to having the studio very, very dark. All the lights off apart from a lava lamp. The problem with it is it means I can't read anything. (laughs) That's that's the way. But come a little bit closer. Um, What is it? What is in a lava lamp? Obviously, it's not lava. Is it? Is it? I, I don't know. Is it plastic? I, we made we, we made a lava lamp out of vegetable oil um, and food colouring and water and Alka-Seltzer. It's not the best lava lamp in the world. But what is it? It's so hypnotic. It's wonderful. Anyway. Houses of Parliament internet users... All right. Tried to access gay dating site. Oh, is it gay, is it? I did not know that. Grinder 272,000 times in a month. Boom! This is a great story. Employees are banned from accessing the data page and explicit sites, but MPs, Lords, and their staff. Oh, blimey, isn't that a blast and blast? still tried to view them. I think that's brilliant. And I've not got... I, and, I, and I'm not saying this because I want to go, isn't it disgusting? Not at all. I think it's brilliant. Why not? Why not? You do. You do. More than 1,000 attempts were made to check out dating site Tinder. <laughs> so that's 272,000 for Grinder versus 1,000 for Tinder. Said data from a Freedom of Information request... Other sites, oh, I'm just remember, reminded, uh, Catherine, get on um, Ed's microphone for a minute, please, because um, where, where we used to work at BBC Local Station, there was a brilliant presenter on called Jonathan Vernon-Smith, absolutely brilliant, I loved him, we kind of fell out towards the end, which was a little bit sad, but I think he's brilliant, and he would do this hour, the consumer hour, oh, you know, know, you know where I'm going, he would do the consumer <laughs> hour. And people would phone in and say, oh, I got a coach, but the, it, it, it dropped me off five miles early. Or I bought this Hoover and I got it secondhand from an internet auction site, but it doesn't work. And, and can I go? Or I bought this car. And so it was that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> um, and then there was a fella that phoned up who'd been let down by a dating site. Well, he didn't realise that it was, was such a thing, did he? What was... And he, he gave... And, and Jonathan said... What's the name <laughs> of the dating site? What yeah. was the name, Catherine? Localsluts.com. <laughs> what was his beef with it? They weren't local. It, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't a dating site. <laughs> it was something dirtier. But the thing is, this conversation went for about ten minutes with the guy, and he was disappointed with it. It was a brilliant punchline. Yeah, these women wanted paying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and John said, so. So then, okay, well, I think we, Tim, I think we can deal with this, Tim, we can deal with it, we'll, we'll deal with this. Just, um, just, um, can you give us the name of this dating site, please, caller? Localslots.com. And we were listening upstairs. 
all of upstairs went silent. The studio, literally, there was like minute silence as everyone was trying to. I was one. What will you expect from a site like that? Well, some people very innocent. <laughs> that that was one of my top two favorite consumer problems. There was another one I'll never forget, and it's wicked. Yeah. You must forgive me Go for on. laughing at this. Yeah. Well, there was a woman who went on um, on a holiday to Cuba, and she had the dolphin experience. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember this one? I vaguely, yeah. I know, I know where this is During going. the dolphin experience, she was encouraged to go up against the side of the pool. Yeah. While, a do- <laughs> while the dolphin simulated making love to her. Yeah, yeah, she was... Crushed her pelvis. Yeah. <laughs> Can we see, can you see, using our contacts, and dear listener, maybe you have this, if anyone's got the clip of um, localsluts.com, if anyone's got the, it's, our delivery has not done it justice. It was one of the golden, that should have won a Sony or a Gillard. <laughs> one of the, this is why I love radio, for moments like that, you couldn't script that. Leslie, do you remember that? You used to listen to the old place, didn't you? Remember what? What me and Kath were just talking about. You weren't listening? Um, vaguely. Localsluts.com. Um, no, no, I can't remember. Probably I was in bed at the time because, as you know, I work, I work um, night. Okay, that would explain it. Good evening, Leslie. What have Hello, you good got? Good evening, Ian. Good evening. What, what happened, Leslie? Uh, <laughs> I'm still here. I know. I, I'm just... Working working nights, as usual. Good, good lad. Down, good. In, down in Milton Keynes, as oh. usual. Somebody's got to do it, Leslie, and luckily for me, it's you. What? I know. I know. Someone has to pay the bloody tax. Well, yeah. Well, I pay tax. I don't love me and with Jimmy Carr and that lot. I pay tax. I pay tax. <laughs> pay a load of tax, um, me. And I'm proud um, to do it. Um, what I found about Ian, you know the um the crisis in Africa. Sorry. Oh, S- suddenly, me, me playing the uh, karaoke version of "Cool for Cats" suddenly sounds incredibly inappropriate. Let me just pause this. There we go. The um, uh, the the situation in Africa. Yeah, front page of uh, the Daily Mirror: New African famine crisis. Yes. Yeah. Um. This, this is my view on it. Right. Go on. Okay. Um. Um. I. I. Uh, I. I'm. W- I'm not happy of giving donation to um man-made um um. Problem like that. You're right? not happy giving money to starving children. Okay, Leslie, why, why is no, that? No, 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 not starving children. Well, man-made. Starving children. Situation, because that is man-made. Okay, so right? you're not happy giving right? money to man-made starving children. Tell me why. Yeah, why? Because um, this thing forever going on, 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 on. Yeah, they right? should just you get over one it. problem, and a few years later, another one pop up, right? Yep. Right? Then, right? Yeah. Right? You, you you solve this problem with, with these um kids, right? Yeah. In is twenty it, years' time. Yeah. Ha, ha, in ha, twenty years' time. Hang on a minute. How is this is um um? Isn't this because of that Somalia is having the worst drought they've had in no, about seventy no, it's years? Not. It's, it's not. not you've ra- been, you've it's been not, informed. It's, it's not, not. It's not rained in Somalia for three years. No, 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 no. It's 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 it's, it's, it's that's not. That's not one of the problems. One of the problems is war, right? right? Hang on a minute, yeah, hang on a minute. Um, Let me just read, hang on a minute, because I'm, I'm, I'm getting up to speed with this story. This is the, the in the Daily Mirror. Uh, her mournful cry was so faint, tiny, uh, so it's about a baby dying, which is, is good. Born at the epicentre of the worst Somalian drought since 1950, it's not rained for three years, they've battled starvation. Um, yeah, the drought-stricken um, Somalia, um, malnutrition babies. Um, and so, we're, sorry, we which, which which part of that drought in Somalia was man-made, Leslie? 
I, I, I explain, right? Um, there were two. There were one country, and, and, and um, then they break away, right? Right. The one country was Muslim. They break away. No one is Muslim. One is Christian, right? The, the, the breakaway country was the Muslim, and discovered now that the Christian side of of um, I think it was Somali, right? The Christian side have found oil. They found oil, right? Yes. And that's what. And then the Muslim side said, "We want some of that," and the Christian side said, "No, you're not having any of it, right? You break away, right?" And that's where the war started, right? No, it doesn't mention war anywhere in this article. It mentions drought no, and starving and and starving babies. No, no, it wouldn't. Maybe, because, maybe it doesn't, Leslie, because I don't know. Maybe it's got nothing to do with it. Right? Yes, it it it, it does got right. No, you 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 just mentioned they they were they were um um drought for three years, right? Yes. Right. For heaven's sake, you have got the country, right? You have got the country to govern. What would you do if if this country had that similar problem, right? Ow, ow, you, we you, don't live in we don't live in the desert. No, no, no. I understand that there are water in the desert. There are water underneath the, 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 the ground. It hasn't rained for three years. The water table there sinks water pretty low. The ground. Yeah, right? it, yeah. But when, it, but the, you, how does that water get there? Right by, by your rain. country. You much, you 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 much create things. Right, Mate, you must, you, Leslie, you must create Leslie, things. Leslie, they ain't what? got no, they ain't got no money. They ain't got, they ain't got money to create things. But they got money to fight wars. Well, it doesn't mention war in this in this story. Well, that's, that's it's how I know. I'm not, years... news, I'm not reading newspaper propaganda. I'm afraid. Well, oh, oh, you're not buying into that fake news nonsense, are you, Leslie? No, I am not. Well, you, then, then, then read some newspapers and get an informed opinion from reading them. Not just go, going onto YouTube and looking at documentaries. No, on there. I don't. No, I don't go on YouTube. This is the discussing well, that. Where that did you get? All, where did you get all of last year? Sometimes. Where did you get right? all what of this? What is all about? Gosh, you're, you're right? so you're so angry that babies are are, are dying, but you're not angry for yeah, the right again, reasons. You're, yeah, you're but, angry because you don't want to help them. No, th- these babies, twenty years time and twenty five years time. They'll there still be, be dead. They'll still no, be dead in twenty be, years' no, time, Leslie. No, you, no, you, no, you help these babies. Twenty and twenty-five years' time, they will be the general. They no, will be the, mate, the next They won't longer. because they're dying. But what? What about those that you rescued? They will be the next warmonger. They will be the next general. Right. Right. We've seen it time and time and time and time. It's it's a never-ending story. Right. I'm fed up with it. Right. Well. Thank you, um, right, thank you for um, that, Leslie. You've encouraged me. I'm just going on to the UNICEF website. I'm donating 36 quid, so, and I'm going to say that it's coming from you. No, don't say yeah, that. Yeah, no, I'm saying it. I'm saying it's coming, I'm putting first name, Leslie. Because, because the next war, I'll be guilty. Yeah, I'm, putting, say, I'm, I'm donating 30, oh, I swear to you, I'm doing this. I'm donating 36 quid, and I'm saying it's coming from you, Leslie. And then I'll be guilty on, on the next generation. No, you won't be guilty. You'll be you'll be good because you are safe. How can you? How can you be? How can you judge babies right that are dying on what they yeah, might but, do in yeah, twenty five yeah, years time? It may sound extreme, but in reality, it's not no, extreme. it's not reality. They're babies. You don't know wanna, what they're going to be doing in twenty five years time. If we want to stop future war, we need to stop donating. So, hang on, if we want to stop a future war, we've got to kill babies. 
That's what you're saying. If you want to stop... You're talking about genocide. You want to wipe out all of the Somalians. Leslie? Hello? Yeah. You're talking about genocide. You you want to wipe out all of the Somalians. Leslie? I don't want to wipe out all the Somalians, but... No, wait, wait, in order it? to stop the war, we got to stop donating. Right? I'm, I'm donating 36 quid. Now. Don't, I'm doing because it now. Thanks for drawing my attention to it. UNICEF. Stop the uh, the famine in Somalia. 36 quid. Boom. And it's gift aid, so they get more money. Thank you, Leslie. And it's under your name. Literally, I've just done it. Donation complete. Beautiful. It's under your name, Les. Well, and then I'll be guilty then. You're not 20, guilty. Guilty of what? Saving. Leslie, Leslie, you can't say, you can't judge a baby on what they may or may not be doing in 25 years' I'm, time. I'm They're 25, babies. I'm, I'm, I mean, um, 2007, right? 2017, 2016, right? Right? 25 years ago. These were the same people you save, Ian, from dying. Yeah, good, good. I want to save some more. I'd like to save some more. And thanks to you, Leslie, I've just donated 36 quid. It's not a lot, but off the top of my head, I'm comfortable donating that. I, I can afford that. Boom, it's gone. And, you, and you'll be and you'll be guilty. No, I've, I've, how time. can you say someone is guilty of, of saving a baby's life? Why do you hate babies, Leslie? These are these are man-made situations. Babies not are yes. Disaster. The ba- no, they they, are no, man-made. But Leslie, not Leslie, Leslie, here's my here's my advice. I had a real, I had a revelation last night at the power of radio. What? Right. This is. And I'm going to tell you a story. I've got Go had, last night. Right. I had a revelation at the power of radio and why, partly why, partly why this country and indeed this world is in such a miserable state and how me and Kath and Ed are doing something ever so slightly different. And if more people were doing what we were doing, the, pl- the world would be a better place. Let me tell you I why. Love it to me. Let me, uh, let me tell you why, Leslie, right? Go on. You listen to LBC a lot, don't you? Yes, right. sometimes. Yeah. LBC and most other radio stations and most other radio shows really um, try and scare their listeners. They get loads and loads I of... Know. Leslie, <laughs> Leslie, I know. Leslie, Leslie, uh, Leslie, let me finish, right, because this is an important point. This is genuinely an important uh, point where last week I was asking, what am I? Last night I had a little glimpse at what I could be, right? Uh-huh. So, LBC, it it, it, it it thrives, it makes money on scaring people, right? And, and telling people to hate, right? And telling people to be to be afraid of foreigners and afraid of asylum seekers and, and, and all this. It, it, it breeds fear, right? And I've been thinking for ages, are we, are, 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 am I a, a lone voice doing this show? Am I achieving anything? And last night I got it. And I tell you where I got it. I got it in the most ridiculous place, right? And I'm sure this gentleman will not mind me telling this story. I've started going to the gym again, right? It's the second... I went last night and managed to get into a, a, an abs class at last minute, right? So I dashed down there. And I stood waiting to go in the class, and there was a big lad, a big lad on a running machine, right? And he was staring at me. This big lad was staring at me, and I thought, "Uh uh-oh, it's trouble. When I say big, I mean he was overweight, right? Staring at me, and I thought, oh, God, stop staring at me. (laughs) No, 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 this is is important, right? And he was staring at me for about ten minutes while I was waiting for the class. And he finished, and he walked over to me. I said, oh, please don't come and talk to me. And he came over, and he went, are you Ian Lee? I said, 
yeah. He said, I'm a big fan. I listen to your radio show. I thought, oh, brilliant. He's a nice lad. And uh, he said, my name is Harsh. And I recognised him, actually, because he tweeted me a few times. And he said, um, I really enjoy your radio show. This is my first time at the gym for a long time. And the reason I've come to the gym is because you were talking about getting back and going to the gym. And he said, you inspired me. In a throwaway conversation I had with Kath on air, he said, you've inspired me to get back to the gym and try and work off some of this weight. And it hit me then, Leslie. It hit me then, right? People are what they hear. People are what they hear. And it, it, and I was reminded of all the times I've been out doing shows and stuff, and men, men primarily have come up to me and said, um, you talking about male depression and, and, and feeling suicidal and feeling lonely, I've had those things, I'm lonely, I've been suicidal, and your show has helped me. And that's never registered before, until this lad on Sunday night said, the, the reason I'm at the gym tonight is because you, you were talking about the gym and about getting back, and you've inspired mm-hmm. me. Now imagine, now imagine, right, if LBC, instead of... 24 hours a day, right, instead of 21 hours a day, was going about, we hate immigrants, we should be scared, they're not asylum seekers, they're economic migrants, they, we, we are scared of foreigners, we, are, we want our sovereignty back. Imagine if for 21 hours a day, instead of doing that, they were doing, how can we make the world a better place? What can we do to help people who are fleeing from war? Isn't it awful that there are a tiny number of people that abuse our fantastic benefit system? What can we do, even though it's only a fraction, what can we do to stop benefit fraud so that those people that genuinely need benefit uh, aren't stared at at as though they are guilty? What can we do to help these starving babies in Africa? If they are genuinely believe it. I got it last night. If they were broadcasting 21 hours of just a slight twist, instead of the hate, turning down the hate and turning up the love a little bit, if there were more people doing a show like this, where we don't focus on the negativity, we focus on the positivity, Leslie, you would not feel comfortable phoning up a national radio station saying you want babies to die because of what they might do in 20 years time. This is my personal view, Ian. Right? No one else, my personal view. I don't believe you. Sorry. You've been brainwashed, brother. You've been no, brainwashed. I've not been brainwashed. Because you don't, you don't want babies to die, Leslie. I know you don't. And you're phoning me up telling me we should let a whole generation of babies die because of what they might do in 20 years. Well, supposing in 20 years they become doctors and they save your kids, or they became teachers, or they became pilots, or they became leaders in business. Supposing if we gave them the opportunities to do that, and they didn't become generals, they didn't become killers. Supposing we gave them the opportunity. You can't write off babies. Leslie, and there was a period in your life when you would have heard yourself now saying we should let those babies die and you would have been disgusted with yourself and you need to try and find that bit of you, Leslie. Anyway, 
Anyway, Ian, that's my personal view. Thank you very much for calling. 0344 Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh, three. Thank you, Ed. I'd forgotten. You remembered. Well done. No, that was a test and you passed it. Excellent. Well done. Thank you. Five points to me. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, um, you're you're more than welcome. Um, Paul's on the line. Good evening, Paul. Hi, it's the same Paul from you know where. Hello. Yes, I, I have no response to that. I went into Costa Coffee and Final Common on Saturday. You weren't there. Um, no, I wasn't. That's a bit weird, okay. isn't it? Yeah, no, I was with my children painting a guitar. That's cool. Thank I'll you. Play guitar. Well, you're not playing this one. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Okay. Right. Uh, it's Kath. Can, can hang on a minute. Hey, can we tell Kath to come down off the roof? She can switch the bat signal off now. We've had enough. Yes. Go on, <laughs> Paul. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've just listened to that last call. I will be donating. Tonight, £50 pound to UNICEF. There we go. Beautiful. You see, and, and thank you to Leslie for bringing it to our attention. I genuinely, I, I just, while I was talking, I went online, UNICEF, first one that came up. I've heard of them. I recognise them. I know they're a good charity. 36 quid gift aid. It's not masses. It's not masses. But do you know what? I'm, uh, it, it, it's, it's better than I was going to do. So, so thank you to Leslie for uh, reminding us that there are starving children and that we have souls and uh, we, we, we're allowed to help them. Can I finish? Gosh, Paul. Wow. Yeah, uh, you were on a bit called, of a rant. You it, were on a bit of a rant a little while ago about believing in what that you realise now that you have an actual power. Yeah, in the I, world I'm guessing to you listen. Right I, I, I believe you are what you hear, and I'm guessing you listen to a lot of dull radio. Would that be correct? No, I no. I, I used to a lot of rude radio. No, come on. No, I don't. No, rude dull radio. No. Okay. I. I don't, <laughs> I listen to an online music channel, actually, most of the time. Hello? That might be why you struggle having conversations with people. I'm having a conversation with you, aren't I? Well, yeah, but then every time you stop expecting me to say something, even though you've not given me a question, you get up, you go all weird and go, hello. Okay. <laughs> right. Yes, Samana is a problem. We have to help them. We don't have to. No, but we should. We don't. Everyone no, we don't. No, 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 we, we, Everyone no, should do their little bit. No, not if they don't want to. I don't. I don't believe in making charity compulsory. If you feel moved by it, if you feel, um, if you feel a powerful pull to it, then yes. But and if you are able to dip into your pocket, then by all means do. But no, I don't think people should. Okay, right. I'll say this then. I don't particularly agree with comic relief. Yes. I've just said that. You're expecting me to be shocked or something? No, no, I don't know. I don't know your opinion. Okay. Well, what do you mean you don't agree with it? Uh, because I don't particularly agree where the money goes to. Where does the money go to for comic relief? It goes all over the world, but I don't particularly think a lot of it actually gets there. How do you know that? What research have you done? I don't... I just think... From what I do know, and I found out about it, I don't believe the whole money you donate or buy red nose actually gets there. Well, and how you say you've, you've found out this information? How did you find it out? Well, just over the years. Yeah, yeah. Go on. How over the years? 
Well, just, yeah, it's probably scandal on the internet, I suppose. You yeah. scanned on the internet. What what website did you get the information from that or, most of the money you give to Comic Relief doesn't go to Comic Relief and doesn't go okay, to the charities? Okay, name me the guy that started up Comic Relief. You're the one that's to, that's moaning about Comic Relief, you tell me. You, you've Richard obviously Cur- come to Richard a reason Curtis, why you did... Richard Curtis, yeah? Right, if you knew the answer, why did you ask? Because I was asking you if you knew. Right, okay, so it's Richard Curtis. I do know, because I've met him. I, I, I did, uh, did uh, a gig for him for Comic Relief. But go on, yeah. Uh, Okay, right. I don't believe everything he does is particularly correct. Okay, what do you mean, p- particularly or politically? Particularly. What, what don't you think he does? And that's also pa- politically, okay. yes. What do you think he does that isn't particularly politically correct? The way he uh, kind of contradicts himself with things he does. For example? What he writes for and produces. For example? He employs. So, instead of being vague, give me some specifics. Well, the way he sells out, and just he's... I don't know what you why mean by it, sell out. Why has he not been knighted yet, then? You don't agree with comic relief because Richard Curtis hasn't been knighted? No, I'm saying, I'm asking the question... No. Well, I'm I'm, asking I've asked the, you a question... I'm asking for, the question, asked why you, do you think Richard Curtis hasn't been knighted I've yet? asked you a question four times and you've yet to answer it. Can you give me a specific about what you disagree with that he does, politically or particularly? The things he writes, the way he goes about writing... For example, you're, the, you're speaking the, in vagaries, Paul. I'm asking for specifics. Give me an example. Okay, some of the things he writes, some of the films he makes... Give me an example! You don't want to give the money to Comic Relief because of Love Actually and Notting Hill. He will write and make sitcoms and jokes to do with racist things. For example, we're narrowing it down. Give me a specific example where Richard Curtis has made a racist joke in a sitcom. Vicar of Bloody Dibley. Right, give me me that line. Oh, come on. Don't... You're telling me you disagree with an entire charity because the guy that founded it and doesn't have that much to do with it anymore did a racist joke in The Vicar of Dibley. I don't believe you. Tell me what it was. You can't remember it because it didn't happen. That's okay. That's fair enough. Let's try again. You said you had evidence that the the money no, didn't I go. Never, you put more to my mind. No. I never said I had evidence. You said you said that you said that that through your research you discovered that the money didn't go to the oh. causes. And then I asked you for an example of that of where you heard no, this, see, and I all you could come up with was Richard Curtis did a racist joke in Vicar of Dibley. Yeah, and so that's what makes you think the money doesn't go to the causes. No, I haven't said that. I said, yes, some of the money will go to the causes, but not the whole money you because donate. He, because he did a racist joke in the Vicar of Dibley. No. You, then why, no. how do you know this? Because no, I'm saying the whole of the money you donate, and you want to donate the whole of the money, the whole of the money doesn't get Paul, there. Paul, guess what? Caught up. Guess what, brother? That's the same for every single charity. Okay, I'll give you an example then. Please, well, at I've last. Donated, I've donated the money that all the money did get there. Go on. You know, about 18 months ago, there was that trend for 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 asking people to do that ice bucket challenge. Oh yeah. Okay, right. And you had to. What was what people, was that? What was that raising money for? It was raising money for charity, mainly to do with. Um, a guy that was an American footballer that suffered a certain disease. What was the disease? 
I can't remember. So you gave money. You're, you're was, citing an example of a charity where all the money goes to the goes to the cause, you and you finish, don't even you? know what the disease was. No, you haven't let me finish. You haven't let me finish. I instead of doing the ice bucket challenge, yes, I decided that it was just a waste of water. So I donated money to WaterAid. Right. Okay, and that hold of that money what did that go to WaterAid. <laughs> There you go. Uh, what does WaterAid do? Provides water that we're talking about for places like Somalia. Right, is that is that that's what they do, is it? Well, that's one of the things they do. Yeah. You but know, know that Aid, you know the that whole money gets there. No, it doesn't. Go on, then you give me facts then that you know that. Okay. Um well, Go on, Google it quick. Yeah, I'm Googling it. I'm Googling it, Paul, because yeah. guess what? I don't you've know that... I don't... Go- you've had to, no, you've had to Google it, but yeah. you've already stated that you know it's a fact, but you've had to Google no, it. No, no, because it's, it's up on my screen, and I can see already that it, with one quick Google search while I'm talking to a prune shows me that it doesn't. Uh, so, one, this prune. is from 2012. Um, no, hang on a minute. It doesn't... Do they have a CEO? They don't to research it when yeah, you said already. Paul, because guess what? I don't have the stats on WaterAid. Like you, at least I'm, I'm trying to answer you, unlike you, who completely fudged around the whole comic relief. You don't support comic relief because there was a racist joke in The Vicar of Dibley. And you heard something that some of the money might not be going to the charities. Does WaterAid have a CEO? Yes. Right. So then you've, you've answered the question. Not all of the money goes to wherever it's supposed to go because the CEO, guess what? Takes a salary. What's the CEO name of WaterAid then? I don't know. You've just I'll told me they you. have a I'll CEO. You. I'll tell you. Richard Branson. Right. And he doesn't take any money. Well, you've, you've, uh, you've, you've shot me down in flames there then. That has to be said. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. So you only give. Hang on a second. Catherine's doing more research for me. You see? Catherine. Well, as far as I can see, the chief executive of WaterAid is Barbara Frost. Oh, Paul, would you like to kiss it now? She's about to retire after 11 wonderful years. Can we find out her salary, please? Yep. Paul? Yes, go on. You're Googling. Yeah, Googling, mate. What, you, you, as though that you've got a problem with that. I don't have all of the information at my fingertips, but I know that charities, and I know because I was listening to a radio show about it just two days ago, charities um, have CEOs who take salaries, who take very, very handsome salaries. And then I'm they have to spend... You, I'm telling you, I know, the old CEO... Then they have Water to Aid spend their money... And, and when did you make no this... Money. When did you make this donation to WaterAid? Around 18 months ago, at the time of the trend, I told you, of doing that ice bucket challenge. And because you thought it was a waste... Catherine? About 130,000. She takes... Uh, the CEO of WaterAid takes 130,000. Can you find out if and when Richard Branson was the CEO of WaterAid? So, Paul, that shot you down in flames. Yes, that I find disgusting. Why is it disgusting? Hang on, Catherine. I can't hear you. Barbara has been the CEO for 11 years. Wow, Paul. Mm-hmm. And yet you thought Richard Branson was the CEO 18 months ago and he didn't take a salary. Where did you get that information from? Catherine found it Googling it in two minutes. Did I say Richard Branson was the CEO for the last 11 years? No, 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 no. no. You said 18 months ago. 
I said I donated 18 months ago. Because the CEO was Richard Branson and he takes no money, Paul. She's been the CEO for 11 years and she rightfully, and I have not got a problem with the heads of charities taking a big thing because you know that if she went and worked out in the business sector, she'd be getting three or four times that amount of salary and she has taken a pay cut so she can be the CEO of a charity. So I have no problem with the heads of charities taking over 100 grand. I have no problem at all. Paul, no charity. So you're, me, so you're telling me she's taking a pay cut and getting paid 130 grand a year? Yes, mate, because if she went out into the business world, she could probably get three or four times that. Well, you've educated me. I just find it disgusting. Well, Paul, you're an idiot. No, I'm not an idiot. No, you I'm are an idiot. Too. You're an idiot. The reason you don't like comic relief is because um, the bloke that started it once did a racist joke in the Vicar of Dibley. You donated a chat to a charity because you thought the CEO was Richard Branson, who doesn't take a salary. Well, for the last 11 years, we found out it's this, you know, it's this woman who takes £130,000 a year. You're an idiot. No, I'm not. You're I'm a blithering not. idiot. You haven't got a clue about anything. No, I've got a clue. No, you haven't, Paul. You've literally, you've literally, in the last ten minutes, you have literally proved that you haven't got a clue about anything you've called in okay. to talk about. Okay so, okay, so did you do the ice bucket challenge? No, mate, because I thought it was stupid. I thought it was and stupid. A waste of water, yeah? No, not because I thought it was a waste of water. I thought it was stupid. And a waste of water. No, that's not why I didn't do it. I did it because I thought it was stupid. I couldn't give us. Okay. I waste water. We've got a hose, and I chase the boys around the garden with a hose. We waste okay. water. Okay, when you brush your teeth in the, in the morning, do you? Why are we talking about wasting water? What has that got to do with charities? Because I'm just making a point. You're clutching at straws. You're clutching at straws. You're clutching at straws. wouldn't think of, Paul, that wouldn't think of if they were doing that. You are clutching at straws, Paul. If I were you, I'd put the phone down and I'd go to bed. I'm a flipping, I'm a good person. You've embarrassed yourself. Right, I will leave you with this then. I might be an alcoholic, but I'm also asthmatic. I constantly reach for my Bacardi breather. What am I supposed to do with that laugh? Because it ain't funny, and after the conversation we just had, it's plain offensive. Why is that offensive? Because we've just been talking about starving babies, and you're making a piss-poor joke! (laughs) Yeah, okay. Fine. I'm going to go back to flipping... Uh, I'm going to go back to... They don't want you on TalkSport! Cundy and Goldstein told me that they got, their, they got the, the production guy to tell you to call me because they were sick and tired of you. They told me that. They don't want you there. And now I know why. <laughs> I'm just trying to start a revolution from my bed because the brains they said went Stop to my Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Put the phone down! You're embarrassing yourself, man! You're quoting Oasis lyrics to me! Because maybe I'll speak the truth, and they did. You... you've spoken nothing but gobbledygook! In your opinion? Mate! The reason you don't like comic relief is because you seem to remember, incorrectly I vouch, that Richard Curtis made a racist joke in the Vicar of Dibley! That... 
is stupid. I get Lenny Henry to snog Hugh Grant then live on Comic Relief. What are you talking about? Okay, good night. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I was going to play a song, but it just doesn't seem. Um, uh, loads of you have sent me this link, and this was the first link I found when I googled Water Aid. Um, but I didn't want to trust it because it was the first one, and so I wasn't sure. And I was, I was, I was scanning it. But th- this seems to tally up. Um, Water Aid say that for every pound the charity received, 78 pence was spent on delivering services, 21 pence was spent on raising funds, and one pence was spent on governance. And that sounds fair enough. I heard a brilliant thing. There's a brilliant show on, on Radio 4 called The Ted Radio Hour. And you know the TED Talks. It's kind of like the best bits of TED Talks, and then they follow up the speakers a little bit and have a chat. And there was a guy on there, and it was brilliant, who was... Um, so I'm losing my voice after shouting to an idiot. This guy was saying that um, charities, we get really angry when we hear that the, the CEO of a charity is earning £150,000 and you think how many books that could buy or how much food or how many malaria injections that could buy. And he said, no, 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 we should be paying them more. And we should be spending more on advertising, right? Because those CEOs... Get paid that much money because they they know how to gen they know how to generate money right and if they left that company but he gave an example right head of a charity earns two hundred thousand pounds in the business world if they were a bank or whatever they could probably earn about four hundred fifty thousand pounds he was talking in dollars four hundred fifty thousand dollars that banker could give a hundred thousand dollars worth of his money to charity which he could then write that off as a tax write off and still be earning more than the CEO of the thing. He said, it's great that we pay heads of charities money, a lot of money, we should pay them more, and we should spend more money on advertising. Charities should advertise as though they were Heinz, as though they were um, Fairy Liquid, as though they were, you know, you think of any, you think of any brand that you know. You know, you go, you go into Tesco, oh, Fairy Liquid. You go into Tesco, oh, Ariel. You go into to Tesco you, and you know what you're going to buy because of the advertising. And he said that if we spent, if charities spent that much money on advertising so that WaterAid became a brand in our head, we'd invest more money. They would reap the rewards of it. They would reap the rewards. And he had been the head of a charity and he'd done that. He'd been the head of a charity years ago and... um. He spent millions of dollars. This is when everything, all the ab- all their brochures were done in black and white. And he spent like tens of millions of dollars getting the brochure printed in colour, like a high quality colour brochure. I think it was an AIDS charity, but I could be wrong. Um, and he spent something like $20 million and that brochure made them $250 million. Because it was noticeable, because people could see it and they, they could interact with it and go, oh, wow, this looks like a good product I want to be involved in. There's no shame. There's no shame in making our charities a product, you know, a product, because that's what they are. They are there. They are. If we treated them like businesses and not like charities, um, you get all these things. And Ferrari does this. And, and maybe I bought into it for a bit, but. The head of the, the head of 
I'm making up a thing, so I don't know if this is true. So I'm not, you know, the head of okay, the head of Oxfam gets paid two hundred thousand pounds a year. That's disgusting, you know. The head of I don't know what they get paid. The head of WaterAid gets paid one hundred eighty thousand. That that's more than the prime minister earns. So what? So what? That's more than the prime minister earns. That's with, with all of that, you could get um, you could pay for twenty nurses a year. So what? So what? They're getting 180 grand a year because they're going to generate millions because they've got good business sense. Well, you're going to pay them, you're going to pay them 40 grand a year. Who are you going to get? Who are you going to get for 40 grand a year? You're going to get someone who isn't very good at business. You want the best business brains running these charities. And then you get idiots like that saying, well, yeah, I don't like comic relief because, um, well, you know, Richard Curtis did a racist joke. Why has he not been knighted? I'm suspicious. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? It's incredible. Dennis, good evening, Dennis. Good evening. You were very rude to that gentleman. No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. You know what prunes no. do to you, don't you? Well, I, I suppose in that respect, I was rude. Yes, I, I'm, <laughs> I like a good. Pr- I like a good fig, a fresh fig plucked from a tree. That's right, but it still gives you the same effect, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It. You, 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 you. Who was it? Ca- you that which, anyway. which king was it? I know this because I was watching horrible histories. Which king died? It was um, died because they ate too much fruit. It was. Edward, was it an Edward the first? It was the first. It was one of the firsts. It was Edward the first. He yeah. died because um, he ate too much fruit. Yeah. And that cleared him out. Well, it, it cleared him out. It wiped him out. Yeah. Edward the first, am I right? Henry the first. Henry the first. Okay, it was Henry the first. I, was, I knew it was a first. Oh, they used a red-hot poker to clear him out, wasn't no, it? No. Which was the one? There was one that died by going on the lavy. And there was someone hiding in the lavvy, and they stabbed him up the bum with a with a dagger. Henry well, the third. One where they said they would leave no scars on his body, kill him with no scars. Well, they didn't because they ran the red up poker. Yeah. Well, of course, you know that 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 is um, it wasn't a poker, but that's what they did uh, to Gaddafi. Of course, that's how they killed Gaddafi. Yeah. Uh, they got the the, the 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 people of Libya got hold of him, and they they rammed a, a, a tube up his jacks. I mean, flipping heck. Very for it too, yes. Yes, yes. How are you doing, Dan? Have you seen the new uh, Fifty Shades yet? No, I'm waiting. I'm trying to find out a release date of the disc, and nobody knows. Oh, the disc probably won't. The disc will come out for Christmas. I bet it comes out for for the Christmas market. Well, I've got so you'll last... be long gone by then, buddy. I've lost out on that. Time. No, you've got to hold out for Fifty Shades of Grey. You're going to you're going to die in front of it. You're going to you're going to have a stroke in front of Fifty Shades of Grey. That's what's going to happen. All these people who are having. Uh, these uh, meetings. Yes. Why can't we have a referendum in Britain to get rid of get rid of Scotland? No, we want. Listen, I um I want Scotland to stay part of the union. But 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 if we, if we did this. I'd shut that other bloody woman up. No, I like her. I like I like uh, Nicola Sturgeon. I think she's good. It's very fishy. No, uh, if I was um, uh, um, an Alex Salmon, if I was and Tony Haddock, if I was a Scot, I would vote to leave the the United Kingdom because I'd, I I would rather would, stay in yes. Europe. So do we get rid of you? Better. <laughs> Thank you, Dennis. I um, I uh, I want Scotland to stay part of the United Kingdom. But if I was Scottish and had a vote, I would vote to leave the United Kingdom. Why do we, you know? Let's let's drag. Why why would Scotland want to be dragged into the car crash that's going to be Brexit? They started talking because now it's going to be it's going to be uh, Article Fifty is going to be uh, invoked in in nine days' time or something, 
and they had all the political experts talking about what it could mean and it sounds terrifying <laughs> We're all screwed. <laughs> we're all screwed, guys. They might not give us a deal. If they don't give us a deal, we're going to walk away from the table. And then what? Well, then we have to impose 30% tariffs on meat, um, 25% tariffs on... Uh, what? And, and, and Sorry, what does that mean for me? Well, it means your meat will be 30% more expensive. What? All of it? Yeah, yeah. And, and your cars will be 25% more exp- What? Cars are going to go up by a quarter because of Brexit? No one said that to us before. Yes, they did. They said it all the time. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. But there was a bus. There was a bus. I saw it. There was a bus. Yeah, but they also said everything would be more expensive. Well done, guys. Bye, Scotland. Thanks for sticking with us for 400 odd years, Scotland. But it's, it's time we said goodbye to you, I think. Um... Don't call in now because um, uh, 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 your, your time is finished. Uh, but do stay tuned because we've got an amazing guest coming on, a bloke called Steve Johnson, um, who, who's going to tell an incredible story um, about his brother, Scott. And um, I'm kind of nervous about this because um, I want to do Scott and Steve. Um, I want to do them justice because it is it really is an absolutely remarkable story. So do stay tuned. Um, you're listening to Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Get an earful of unusual nocturnal emissions with radio's Lord of Misrule, Ian Lee. No relation, thank God. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um... Well, we, we were going to play the Nicholas Parsons interview tonight, but um, do you know what? I don't think we will do it tonight. I think we, we, we might play it later in the week. I say we recorded a cracking interview with um, Jimmy Tarbuck. And on Wednesday, we've got Joe McGrath coming into the studio, hopefully. Joe McGrath directed The Magic Christian, Casino Royale, the first one, um, was a, a good friend with Peter Sellers. And um, he's going to come in and uh, <clears throat> share uh, some of his stories, hopefully. We, we, we're working on that. He's, he's, he's quite elderly. Um, but fingers crossed, we're going to have Joe McGrath in uh, uh, the studio on uh, on Wednesday, which would be an absolute delight. Um, <clears throat> this next um, this next story, I heard this. I, I make no bones about it. I, I heard it on Radio Four on uh, the brilliant PM program, um, and I heard this gentleman speaking to Eddie Mayer, and um, it was a story that I was not familiar with. But boy, oh boy, it it. It moved me as a as a son, as a brother, um, uh, it uh, you know as a father. Oh, I just found it the saddest, saddest story, and and it was told with um, with such dignity. And um, I, I hope I do this justice. Um, it, it, it's um, Steve Johnson's on the line. Good evening, good afternoon, Steve. Nice to talk to you. Hi, Ian. How are you? And, yeah. and you almost moved me to tears just with your introduction. Well, I, honestly, I heard you speaking to Eddie Mayer, and uh, it, it, it blew me away, Steve. Honestly, I just thought it was such an incredible story. I thought um, you as a representative of the family, you, you had such dignity when you when you told it. Um, and I'm, if I ask anything that is um, that is inappropriate... Please tell me, and we'll move on because you know we're talking about the death of of your brother. We're talking about Scott Johnson. Um, 
just give us a little bit of background about Scott. What was he like in, when, 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 he was, when he was younger? So just a little bit of history. He was um, 27 when he was found at the bottom of a cliff um, just outside of Sydney, Australia, in 1988. So it's been almost 30 years. Mm. And he was my younger brother um, by two years. Uh, he was a lovely, gentle, um, brilliant uh, man. Uh, he was a mathematician studying in Australia, and he moved there because he had fallen in love with uh, an Australian man. Um, and uh, a couple of years after he moved to Australia, he was killed uh, in Manly, uh, just a beach town in northern Sydney. Um, and and if I remember correctly from the interview, you were, you're both um, well. You were I know you work in computers now, but you were both kind of you know quite excited by the developing computer technology in the eighties. Uh, yeah, we were both pretty nerdly. Um, <laughs> Good. And if Scott had had survived uh, a couple more years, he would have he would have um, encountered the internet. Uh, and the nineties was a great time to be a nerd. I um, ended up starting a, a company, a technology company in the nineties. Uh, I ended up inventing a, a, a compression algorithm that made streaming media possible back in the early nineties. Wow. And Scott, Scott and I collaborated on all kinds of things in the eighties. Um, but we were still graduate students. So he died when he was young. So unfortunately he missed the, he missed the nineties. I'm looking at a picture for Scott on the, the justice for Scott Johnson page. Beautiful young man. Um, what happened, Steve? What, what, what was the what happened on on that night in December nineteen eighty eight? So I got a call in the states that his body had been found um, at the bottom of a cliff, and I flew to Australia, and the police um, at the Manly Police Department um, told me that this was a common place uh, for suicides and. Uh, they wanted to know if I knew my brother was homosexual, as if that should explain why he would have gone there to, to commit suicide. Mm. And um, I didn't believe it was suicide. Uh, Scott had, I was staying with Scott's professor when I was there, and his professor had just had a conversation with Scott the day he disappeared. Um, and Scott had just put the finishing touches on the last problem for his, his math PhD. And so it seemed like a day for Scott to be out celebrating, um, not not contemplating suicide. And I didn't discover until almost 20 years later that what the police didn't tell me was that this was a very um, popular gay beat. Um, back in the 80s, uh, there were there were area there were parks and um, areas in in Sydney, all over town actually um, dozens and dozens of them um, places that gay men would go to meet other gay men um, usually anonymously uh, for companionship or sex, and um, and this is one of them uh, where Scott died was a was a gay beat, and um, it was a popular beat had been for years and so it's pretty likely that the police knew that's what it was. Um, and, um, what I learned 20 years later in 2005, um, there was an inquest over in Bondi where there were three deaths of gay men, um, in the same period of time, 88 and 89, um, that the police called suicides in the same spot. And, um, 
Um, no, over in Bondi. Right, okay. So similar cliffs. Right. Similar cliffs, but just over on the southern side. And um, an enterprising, um, uh, brilliant cop named Steve Page um, uh, took some, some letters that one of the mothers of the victims uh, had written um, to heart. And he started investigating and realized that there were gangs of, of young men who went to these beats and would beat up um, and sometimes kill uh, the men that they'd find there. And so there was an inquest that determined that these three deaths um, that the police had, had called suicides uh, were were homicides. Uh, they were murders, um, probably perpetrated by these gangs. Mm. So when I learned that, um, I, I immediately, the news came to, to me here in Boston, and I immediately thought, this must be what happened to Scott. And I took it to the police. They ignored me in 2005. Uh, I hired an investigative journalist in 2007 who um, looked at court documents, uh, found four or five gangs in this in the Manly area, in the Northern Beaches area, um, that preyed on gay men um, that had been arrested for assaulting gay men. And uh, so the violence was there. Uh, it was a gay beat. It seemed almost certainly uh, that Scott had been killed this way. And the police have um, uh, assiduously um, uh, been keeping a lid on the case uh, uh, until finally um, a coroner uh, in 2013 um, took an interest in the case and, and um, asked the police to take a closer look at it, and then the case got reopened. Why Why do you think the police were so keen to put this and the other deaths down uh, as a suicide and, and not investigate the possibility that this might be murder? Well, um, I wish I knew. Mm. Um, I think I think that the the um, um, the first impulse is to think that the police uh, were doing this in a lot of cases where gay men had been killed, um, just sweeping them under the rug and moving on. Um, so it appeared uh, pretty systematically that they just didn't want to spend the time uh, working on working on um, cases involving gay men. Just just because they were uh, gay. Um, that's, that's, um, incredibly likely, unfortunately. Wow. Wow. Um, and to look families in the eye and, and tell them, uh, sorry about your son or sorry about your brother. Um, uh, but he jumped off the cliff or we just don't know what happened. Um, and refused to investigate in Scott's case. There was zero investigation. Um, until 2013, um, when the coroner finally pushed the police to start investigating. Um, and uh, that was a case with many families. Um, a lot of times the police would even prey on the family's own sense of guilt. A lot of times the families didn't know their, their son or brother was gay, and uh, they'd go away feeling guilty that maybe they just didn't understand their son or brother. So it was easy for the police to get away with this. What made uh, the coroner get so interested in 2013? What, what, what new evidence was presented? Well, we we kept on with our investigation and um, just the cumulative um, 
volume of court documents um, and statements uh, that we got from people that lived in the in the Northern Beaches area, gay men uh, who had been assaulted. We kept um, bringing that to. We stopped bringing it to the police's attention and started bringing it to the coroner's attention. And in 20, 2013, the case got reopened, um, and the police still refused to work on it. And what actually motivated um, the police to work on it was Australian Story, uh, which is a um, very popular TV program in Australia, mm. um, did a documentary on, on Scott's case in 2013. And... Um, uh, because of the publicity, the police were compelled to, to actually form a, what they call a strike force. Um, um, so, so if you go on, Steve, sorry, sorry. go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say what, what, so they, 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 they got a strike force after being shamed into it. It sounds like by this TV show, what does that actually mean? What, what does this strike force, are they actively investigating? So in 2013, the strike force was formed. Um, they took all of our information, the 50 or 60 persons of interest we had identified, and not all of the, all of them, not all of them were suspects. Um, many of them were just either victims or witnesses or uh, people who the police should talk to. And they they uh, ended up ruling them all out. So they ended up at the end of 2013, uh, no no clearer about why Scott died than they they started. Um, so. In, the new coroner, um, Michael Barnes, so he's the state coroner in, in New South Wales, um, uh, picked it up in 2014. And um, his job is to um, determine the manner of death, determine whether uh, a death was homicide or, in this case, homicide, accident, or suicide. Mm. He picked up the police work and, and decided to have another inquest. So he called for a third inquest, which in Australia had only happened one other time in history. And so that immediately um, resulted in a lot of publicity. And by the way, one thing I should mention is each time there was publicity about Scott's case, families would come to us and say, hey, um, the police told us that one case, um, uh, my brother um, was a jumper, um, and he died at a gay beat, um, it turns out. And there's a total of 30 un- unsolved homicides, not all of them cliff deaths, but all of them gay men who died at gay beats um, that the police didn't investigate. 30? Uh, uh, so over, a, over what kind of area are we talking about? How big a, a distance? Uh, we're talking about um, the city of Sydney. Just and in the city of Manly, Sydney. That's right. Man- Manly is a suburb of Sydney, so it's all it's all one air one area. Thirty ferry from the gay men um, all died. Possibly, you know, looks like suicide. Mysterious circumstances. O- over, over what period of time, Steve? We're talking about we're talking about about a ten year period of time, Jeez. and uh, covering the the late eighties and early nineties, and. Um, important to to keep in mind that it was illegal to be homosexual in New South Wales until 1984. I didn't know that until today when I was when I knew you were coming on and I was reading kind of about you know the, the history of gay law in in um, Australia and it was the, the, I think the first state to um, stop uh, being gay illegal being illegal was in 1975 and then the last one was in the 90s which seems incredible. 
But um, yeah. th- 30 young men, or men of various ages, all died, and mm-hmm. they were all written off as suicide. Or written off um, as question mark. Um, and so one of the one of the reasons we keep persisting, um, besides feeling like, um, you know, there are certain things that I can't talk about because the inquest is in progress. The inquest yeah. will resume in June and um, the coroner's office is working on the case. And we and do we, we, we do feel like um, we we have a pretty good idea who may have done it. So how, where, like how do you know that? Where have you, where have you got? Obviously, don't mention any names. But where where have you got that information from? Well, there was there was a gang that was very active in Manly, um, and one member of the gang came forward, and that's all I can say. Um, and so we feel like we may solve Scott's case, but but one of the things motivating me is that uh, this is helping the other families. Um, so. Uh, if progress is made in Scott's case, particularly if it ends up getting solved, um, uh, there there uh, will be quite a strong case to be made that these other cases should be reinvestigated. Um, it, it's nearly 30 years, just shy of 30 years. And as I say, I'm a brother and I'm a son and I'm a dad. I don't know how I could... I mean, you, you speak with such dignity, Steve, and such calmness. I don't know how I could deal with that for such a long period of time. How do you and your family um, keep focused and keep going? Ah, that's, uh, that's always... <laughs> um, I always get choked up when I think about, think about that question um, and how much I miss my brother, and we were so incredibly close. Um, I, uh, we were the, the two who went to college, um, and uh, we were, as I said before, um, uh, equally geeky, mm. um, and we just loved to spend time together. And I missed him when he went to Australia, and um, and I, I miss him now. I talk about him with my kids. I've got a 28-year-old and a 26-year-old and a 21-year-old, um, and they love hearing stories about their brilliant uncle. Mm. Um and and they're very supportive about my working on this case. It's difficult doing it from the states, from yeah. ten thousand miles away. But we're really happy now. Um, the SBS, um, there was a um, the public um, television network in in Australia funded a documentary and a dramatic series about um, these cases um, last year in, in October. And so Australia's really woken up to the epidemic of gay hate violence. Um, there are a lot of Australians who are leading the charge on this. And so we're very happy we've motivated um, action. We think the police should be held accountable for ignoring these cases. It's not too late for them to do something positive. Um, uh, we're, we're always hoping um, uh, that they will. We think the inquest, when it resumes in June, uh, my brother's inquest, um, will lead to answers um, that will shine an even brighter light on these cases. So that's what keeps us going. I'm going to ask a question that may be inappropriate. So if if it is, just tell me. Um, You say that you you have a a name in in, in mind as to who you think might be responsible or linked with these... um with the death of Scott and the other deaths. Sorry, I'm getting choked up. This is... I just find this story so heartbreaking. Um... 
how do you stop yourself emailing that person or finding out where that person lives and knocking on their door or phoning them up? How do you how do you hold back from that, Steve? <laughs> because we now have the coroner's office um, very motivated mm. to, to solve the case, and we don't want to do anything yeah. that crosses the line. Yeah. Um, we've worked very hard. I've been working on the case for, for the last 10 years. Um, uh, and we, we're now in a position where we have authorities, we have a, officials um, uh, who have the power to really find the evidence, get the, if, if they're successful in getting confessions. Um, so we don't want to, mm. we don't want to touch, touch it. Yeah, um, we're providing information, but that's all for now. Uh, and the inquest that, that um, it, it reopens again in June. Is that correct? That's right, June thirteenth. How how will that work? What what will that what process will that take? And what form will that take? Sorry, and 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 what could the outcome be? So the that's a good question. Um, it, the coroner has scheduled ten days, which is a, a long inquest, an unusually long inquest because there are lots of people to put on the stand. Um, in Australia, um, uh, the coroner um, is, well, his job is, as I said before, to ascertain the manner of death to decide whether it's a homicide. Um, but uh, because in the process of um, questioning all the people that he'll be questioning, uh, including probably the, the suspects that I'm talking about, um, uh it often comes to light who the probable suspect is, and then the police take over and um, uh, finish finish the investigation. So that's that's what we hope the outcome is. We hope the coroner determines officially calls it a homicide, which has not been done before. Yeah. Um, but also, more importantly, ends up um, uh, uh, producing enough information that the police can actually act on it and uh, and solve the case. And if it doesn't go your way, what, what do you do then? Have you even considered that as a possibility? Oh, it's always possible. It's been a long road. Uh, we've had setbacks and and uh, and, uh, and and positive forward motion. Um, mm. We'll we'll deal with that when it happens. We we feel like um, this what this will produce a positive result. Mm. Um, we think uh, we we think. We're on to. Uh, we think the coroner's team is really on to um, getting to the answer. So we're very hopeful. The deaths of thirty men just because they were gay. I mean, that's a very shameful um, thing for Australia to, to to have in its history. I mean, that's 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 if it's you know it's the same person or the same group of people. That's 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 serial killing. You know, that's. Um, and, and again, and this, I, I, as I heard you talking to Eddie Mayer on, on Radio 4, who's a brilliant interviewer, um, I thought he put it brilliantly when he said, he asked you, you know, if these had been heterosexual men, do you, do you think we'd be in this position now? And, and, and you replied, well, no, of course not. You know, it's simply because they were gay that this has been brushed under the carpet. And it's, I think it's, I just think it's, it's, it's just the saddest story, Steve. It's just the saddest, saddest story. Um, we're on the other side of the world. Is there anything we can do to, to help? I think you've done it. I, I think, um, 
showing the concern and, and, and caring, um, having me on your program, um, talking about it, um, uh, is the best thing, the best thing that the media can do. Um, mm. in fact, it's because of the media attention that we've gotten as far as we have. So this is very important. Um, and you know, we'll, we will put this conversation out as a podcast and you never know who's, who's going to listen. Um, I, I wish you and your family, Steve, the very best of luck. I hope you can find peace. Um, the campaign's called Justice for Scott Johnson. I hope you get justice for, for your brother. And um, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll send you an email um, a little bit later on in the year just to touch base and see how things are going. That would be great. And for your listeners, uh, there's a Facebook page, um, the Justice for Scott Johnson Facebook page. Lots of information there. Um, we keep it updated uh, with new developments, and anyone who has insight or questions or information um, can post it there. Well, I'm going to, it sounds like an inappropriate phrase, but this is the language of Facebook. I'm going to like that page, and I've, I've already tweeted it, but I, <laughs> it's a weird thing to say. I'm going to like that page, but I will do, and I've already tweeted the link, Steve, and I'll, I'll tweet it again. Um, best of luck, man. Thank you. Best of luck, and um, I, you know, hopefully we'll speak later in the year and you'll have good news. Thanks a lot, Ian. I appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. Steve Johnson. Um, I got choked up there, man. Jeez. Incredible. Um, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll play some ads. Catherine, come in and join me for the end of the show. I don't want any more phone calls for the rest of the show because I just, I don't think it would be, um, it just doesn't feel right. Do you know what I mean? So, so me and Kath will have a little chat for, for the last half hour of the show. Put your phones down. We'll, we'll have a little chat. Um, yeah, you're listening to Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Don't phone in. <clears throat> Look, I'm going to turn off, um, I'm going to close phone box. You put the phone down. Yeah, don't phone in. It, it just seems, um, oh, actually, you can't, you're going to have to hold up bits of paper with the out times on, Ed, because I've, I've turned the phone box off. It just seems, um, uh, inappropriate the wrong word, but it's the only word I can think of after that. Wasn't um, Steve amazing? I told you it was, it was an incredible yeah, story. Because I hadn't heard that story before. No. Um, that poor family. And um, I don't think I've ever felt that when I've been doing... I got choked up. I got properly choked up and uh, shivers down my spine when it's 30 gay men all committed suicide and when he said 30 we were just saying i thought i thought he meant like in southern australia because yeah. so, i don't know the geography of australia i, I know australia is massive and I yeah think... uh, or, or maybe it was the whole of australia no just in sydney what 30 gay men all committed suicide off, off of a cliff um in one city in a space of about five years oh yeah okay sure just um just incredible and uh, you know what i mean about dignity the yeah. dignity of that man because it stinks doesn't it it stinks. It's, it sounds to me the police didn't care. Because no, it's quiz. It was a bunch of quiz. What, it was, what used to be called queer bashing. Yeah. Um, at which and we, within it, their lifetime, they will have been arresting these yeah. people. Yeah. And it kids. happened in this. It happened in this country as well. Queer bashing. Let's yeah. go. Let's go to some cruising joints or gay beats, as, as Steve called them, and let's let's pretend to be gay. One of you pretends to be gay. You start some action, and then your mates jump. You know, that's what used to happen. And but, the, but this, te- which is awful. You know, not to say. You know that what? I think it still does happen. Oh no! I'm sure. I'm sure it does. I'm. Sure Sure, it does. Um, but but, but that, th- this gang would take it this stage further and push them off a cliff. 
or force them to jump off it. We don't. It just doesn't bear thinking about. And you know, I've got boys, and I'm a son, and I'm a brother, and you just think, geez. And I tell you, and I didn't say this to Steve because I thought it was inappropriate. But when he was telling it on Radio Four, and when he was telling it there. I was imagining what it was like to be his brother in yeah. those last ten seconds yeah. of his life. Terrified. When he's either forced to or pushed. Terrified. Terrified. But, but terrified. With the, the, you, we've all been in situations where you think, I'm going to die. But you know you're probably going to get out and you might just get a kick in. But he's thinking, I'm going to... And he, he did. You know, ter- the last ten seconds. And, and, and that is what I got choked up about there, is mm. I was just imagining that last ten seconds of shame and terror and you know bet whatever and the thing is you look at the pictures oh. you look at the pictures on that facebook beautiful young man and they they were a similar age you yeah know, were... beautiful boy beautiful boy in his 20s and uh, the terror begging don't you know i had all that going through my head uh, I, well i'm sure he's had it going through his head for th- for 30 odd years and you just think you know something like that happened to my boys you know or or, or happened to my sister you know or your sister's committed suicide and 30 years later well actually maybe it was a murder no no the, but um, you were right about the dignity and the restraint, my God. When he was talking about how he thinks he knows who did it, but he's holding back. Because he, he wants it to go through of the course. proper legal and of course channels. You do. After and, all this time, that's what you want. And right? I don't think... We don't know what we do in that situation. I don't think I could hold it like that. I don't think I could hold it like that mm. and wait. You know, having a name of someone that killed one of my boys or killed my sister. I, I don't think I could do that. I'm going to stop putting that image in my head because that's unpleasant. But um, I, I don't think I could hold it back. And he's holding it back. And doesn't he speak articulate? He's, he's, he's doing his brother, you know, he's, he's the ultimate tribute to his brother because he, he, he just tells a hideous, tragic, it's a tragedy. He just tells it in such an incredibly powerful way. Um, I've tweeted it, um, it at Justice for Scott is the, the, the Twitter handle. The Facebook page is Justice for Scott. Um, if you type that in, you'll find it. I've tweeted it, and I'll tweet it again tomorrow because I'm aware that maybe not everyone's listening now. Uh, and we'll certainly put that out as um, a, a podcast because um, it's a, a story that I think will resonate with a lot of people. It's a story that I think needs telling. And you never know, you know, Australians have moved over here, moved back over. You never know who listens to that and if that might just ting a little bell. Yeah. You never know. The odds are, the odds are almost negligible. But you just need one person to go, well, hang on, that rings a bell. You, it's all you need. So, um, um, but also I just think it, it, it it's um, an important story that needs to, um, needs to be told we're going to do a clunky gear change because that's what we do on the show you know we go in, in and this seems a spectacularly clunky gear change but you know what we're going to do a we're going to do a a, a a clunky gear change because um that's how it works here and you know that and even though i feel a little bit uncomfortable we're going to go we're going to go let me find a story that's not too clunky though because some of them are a little bit um oh this is a good one here we go this is a good one we, this, this this is not so clunky um Madness on the number four. The driver on the bus goes, read, read, read. Oh. It's a bus driver um, reading a newspaper um, while he's driving the bus. Now. Wow. Now. I've seen that, though. Not a bus driver. I've seen it with a van driver. Well, I've seen a bus driver skinning up a joint. (laughs) Honestly, 
It was skinning up a joint. And the thing was, it wasn't, and, and drug you don't take drugs, guys. Drug users will get this. It wasn't grass, it was hash. Hash, you've got to burn the hash and sprint grass. You just put it in there and really roll it. Hash, you've got to burn it. And he, he was doing a hash joint on while he was driving the bus. Wow. I couldn't believe it. What does he think that no one <laughs> went to college? <laughs> Mind you, there's loads of that going on, right? Oh, Walking you Walking walk- down the street here. It's like, I and know we ma- look like a couple of old squares, but I went to college. I know what it smells and like. And they made it legal. because <laughs> I swear to God, they must have made it legal because it's everywhere. <gasps> a bus driver... Reads the paper at the wheel while ferrying a dozen unsuspecting passengers. <laughs> the unidentified worker seemed engrossed for more than a minute on a busy road. He was in slow um, traffic, but got up to around 15 miles per hour at the controls of the number four first group single decker. Passenger Mark Hepton, 42, said, Oh, flipping it, this is near me. The driver stopped reading only for pickups on the Maidenhead to Slough route on Saturday, but resumed once he set off again. <laughs> Mark of Slough Berkshire said, all right, I'll do the voice. Um, Milk. It, no, I was going to do a Polish voice. Why? He's called Mark. Mark what? Well, Ma- well I don't know, but Mark's, Mark can be a Polish name. He gave a surname, though. Like- Hepton. It's Polish, isn't it? No. Indian? No. It was terrifying. I have never seen anything like it. He could have killed or injured everybody on board. He could have killed or injured everybody on board. Most passengers were further back in the bus. They had no idea what he was doing. I was next to him. He was clearly reading the newspaper. I kept thinking I should say something, but I wasn't sure what to do. Well, you could have said something. So he phoned the newspaper. So he took some pictures. (laughs) He said the driver put the paper down on his by his door when he saw in his mirror that Mark was filming him. First group said it did not tolerate such behaviour oh. and was investigating. Bye-bye, bus driver of the number four. You just lost your job. But you'll have plenty of time to read the newspaper. <laughs> so <laughs> Look, silver linings. Looking for jobs. <laughs> you just... I, I tell you what, I... Um, what have I written this for? I've written. I, I write all this stuff down, and it seems really important. I've written. I was annoying you, though. I was like dropping your. Chair. Oh, you were annoying me, and I wanted to do a show where we just went in the papers. Um, oh no, I don't talk about. Don't talk about him. Um, oh, this is. I thought this was sad. Right, because we sell tickets for shows, and we know what it's like. Ma- yeah. I'll be honest, Manchester. We've only got a sixty-five seater venue. Right, so it's a yeah, small it's thing. A way off, yeah. We've sold forty tickets. We've All got right. twenty-five tickets left. It's slow. It's. I'm. Di- I'll be honest, Catherine. I'm disappointed. Oh, I'm not. No, I'm disappointed. It's your home. It's. It's going to cost us money. I've not mentioned to the family I'm going. I'm We've focused. hired the venue. We're going to have to get a hotel. Cost us money. We're going to lose money. On Come it. on, Manchester. No, screw them. <laughs> we'll do. Do you know what? We'll do a really poxy show on. Um, Saturday, May the sixth. No, it'd be brilliant, and then we. W- no, we'll do a poxy show. <laughs> Tell you what, we'll do. It'd be brilliant, and then we won't make a podcast out of it. So only no, the not, people that came on. I'm long. not going to. I'm not going to. No, I'm not. When we do the show in Manchester, I'm going to do a poxy show to serve them right for not rallying but, around. But the ones that come, have... yeah, but it's not enough. Oh, it's not enough people. It's their fault, though, is it? Yes, they should have got friends. They probably haven't got any friends. Our listeners do tend not to. Hey, who was the fella that was? Um, was coming down from up north to see me do oh, a Mark. show this Sunday night. Mark, he's, come, he's, he's coming to see me do a show in Milton Keynes uh, this Sunday. 
Yeah, I did it the other week. So it was, it was this, the Sunday just gone, yesterday. He was coming down to, to see me do a show yesterday. Yeah, I did it a week before, mate. Oh. And he spent, he booked a hotel, tickets. Well, Milton Keynes is very nice this time of year. Well. I mean. They've got shops. Those are, these are my fans, you know. I'm, Mark, I'm so sorry, but I'm not, you're not getting a penny back from me. <laughs> Not getting a penny back from me, but these are these are the kind of people that will be coming to the show in Manchester. And do you know what? I'm not. I don't want them there. But also, that's the sort of thing you would do. Come on. Oh come! When have I ever done that? Get stuffed. <laughs> I I genuinely take offence at that. You? When have I ever? You can be a bit hapless at times. A week late. I'm not a numpty. When have I ever done that? Let me think. I've been I've been a week early. Okay. I've been a week well, early. That was lucky. Yeah, but that's not that's better than a week late. Sorry, then I maligned you. Thank you very much indeed. Break. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Sars. No, 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 no. Say it properly. Let me in the eye and say it properly. What are you sorry for? Saying you were late when you were early. But. No. You were no, early, yeah, though, no, weren't no, you, no, by no. a week? Yeah, I was a week early, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, was... ne- I've never been l- a week late. Yeah, but you've made a mistake time wise, which is. Not why... a stupid one that can be rectified. Well, that was luck, though, wasn't it, rather than judgment? Mate. Anyway, I'm you, sorry about. You libelled me on air. Well. Anyway, there are 24. We've sold 41 out of 60. 60, we can't fill a 65-seater venue in Manchester. I'm tempted to not tell the idiots that have bought tickets that I'm not going, and then not go, and then they can turn up, they can kiss this. I want to go. Go, go, you go, you go, you go and do a show with them. Because there's, there's 24 tickets. That means that we've sold two-thirds. We have, a third of tickets have gone unsold. Not bothered, mate. I'm not, I'm not bothering. I think they might have trouble understanding you anyway. I got an etiquette expert on to discuss autistic kids. Oh my! Um, I'll look at that later on. Um, no, I'm not going to bother with the Manchester show. Anyway, this th- this is why I identify. They like, they like me better anyway. Well, then you can go up there and do it. Good luck. Good luck doing the show on your own, mate. <sighs> Ticket sales flop for Katona. Carrie Katona's one-woman show is lurching towards another disaster after she only managed to flog 35 tickets for her opening night. That's less than we've sold in Manchester, so I, I don't... How many people were invited to her opening? Well, let's... Um, wonder where it, what the venue is. Have you got your computer? No. Well, go and get your computer. What Bring it back that? in to Google where she's playing on her opening night. Why yours? I'm... T- Flipping it! All right, Paul! The Troubled Star was meant to kick off her tour last year, but was forced to rearrange... I quite like Carrie Katona. Was But was forced to rearrange after being double-booked with a gig for band Atomic Kitten. At that point, 42 tickets had been sold. One more, one more than us. Carrie Katona, one-woman show. Because mm-hmm. if it's like she's playing a place in Manchester like we are, well, 35... Fair enough. But if it's like the Palladium... Embarrassing. Yeah, okay. But now with the evening rescheduled for next month, several people have demanded their money back, meaning only 35 have been shifted. The £20 a time, we're cheaper. We are a lot. How much are our tickets in Manchester? Cheap. Cheap as chips, we are. Manchester, let's have a little look at that. Click on that. Um, 
click on that. Trying to click on book tickets. 14, 14 quid. The Melton Theatre. It's a lot of money. A special evening with Kerry Katona. The true story. 14 quid for tickets. That's crazy. You'd pay that much. I mean, that's a bargain. It is a bargain, actually. It's a night out. Um, where the Melton... What? Go on. How big is it? How many seats? It's 35. How many will be empty? Stop being so demanding. It's late. The £20 a time performance was built... The Melton Theatre in Melton Mowbray. ...was built as a no-holes-barred account of Kerry's colourful life and it expected Don't we to know it all? the Melton Theatre in Melton Mowbray Lesser, which holds 340. 340, yeah. Yeah. So she sold 10% of the tickets. Yeah, but when is it? It's next month. Mm. If it, is, it on a, is it on a weekend? Will you Google it? Is it on a weekend? Because I'll go. See if we can get free tickets. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, I feel sorry for her, because she keeps trying to get her leg back up. On, uh, well, she auditioned to, um, what, what, when Edith Bowman left Rise, she was one of the people that auditioned to um, be the host of Rise. It went to Kate Lawler in the end. Um, but I, 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 I've interv- I'm sure I've interviewed her a couple of times. I always thought Kerry was, was uh, you know, a lovely, troubled young lady. Um, but the mum of five's lurid tales of how she blew a fortune on booze, drugs and failed relationships. Oh, by the way. Um, St Albans, Danny Baker, sorted. Oh, good. Um, and failed relationships has not attracted the punter. The news will pile increasing pressure on Kerry, who went bankrupt in 2010 and has hoped to cash in with the 20-date national tour. Oh, um, that's the show. What does it say about them? Like, is it just her talking, or is it like her doing a Q&A, or, or, or is it someone hosting it, and she's... I mean, I'm going to keep filling until you find the information I asked you to find ten minutes ago. You found it yourself. Yeah, but what is the show? It's all about her... Um... Tell, read it, read, read it. I think I'm looking at the same thing. You, you, don't read the read the ad for the show, not the news. What is wrong with you, woman? <laughs> I'm getting fumigated in here. This is the problem. I yeah, can't think. I'm, I'm bathed. Uh, I'm bathed. Well, in... it's on my hands as well, where I mopped it up. We're talking about Ian's um, perfume. Oh, Lane's bought us presents for the Manchester gig. Well, don't we don't bet. don't worry, Lane. A, I don't like presents from listeners. B, I won't be there. Here we go. He will. I'm not going to be there. Kerry. Kerry Katona Go on. is one of the country's most cherished celebrities stars. Oh dear, it doesn't start well, does it? Yeah, no, I like no. No, I, I, cherished I, celebrities stars is how they've written it. Okay, well, no, she's she, she's cherished. She is a star that is cherished by people like me, celebrities. So no that's correct. No, that's well, no apostrophes are on their way out. You don't need them. She now. shot to fame in 1999 as one third of girl band you Atomic. You can Kitten. make me whole again. It's a great song. She shot to fame in 1999 as one-third of the girl band Atomic Kitten, who have sold an incredible eight million records worldwide. She's never been out of the spotlight since, living the whole of her life and relationships under full public scrutiny. I think that might be the trouble. Everyone knows her stuff. Winning over the hearts of the country with her irresistibly captivating personality, she was voted the first Queen of the Jungle. No capital J there. On ITV's I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. As the show's, no apostrophe, most watched series to date, her, no comma, her triumph in the jungle attracted 11 million viewers. I think I see what the problem might be. As a proven success oh. in the reality TV world, Kerry took a place in Channel 4's Celebrity Big Brother in which she was crowned runner-up to an audience of over 5 million. As a mother of five, Kerry, 35, juggles a busy home life and career, but is never out of the limelight, so you've already said that once, Yeah. as her life unfolds on the covers of the national media. Who wrote that? Keep going on. That's it. 
Okay, because I'm reading about a friend of ours that got an Ofcom. Oh dear. An half long. Uh, oh dearie, dearie me. So yeah, I can see where people have booked us it as well. Not even the first front. Well, two, two, towards the left of the front row. One, two, three. I bet this is family in the middle there, at the front row. Three on the end. Then it's kind of a couple dotted about on the. Oh dear, and then all empty. One, two, three, four, five. Back, back, right at the back of the theatre. Oh, dearie me. Embarrassing, isn't it? But she's doing a few different dates. This might be just a cunning way of getting some publicity. Have you thought about that? She's doing a salad cream. Ian? What goes on for pages? Um, on balance. Oh, they've, BBC have accepted it was, um, it was inappropriate. Oh, dear. Of course they have. So, sorry, what's, who's Kerry Katona? She's uh, something ungrammatical. I, um... Ah, it's a shame. It's a shame, and it's always a pump when you put on a show. You know, this is why, um... I think this is a trick, Ian. What? I think this is a trick. Why? Because she's doing several dates. I think this is just her way of getting some publicity. Well, go to kerrykatona.com. I um, we're we doing publicity by not selling tickets for a she's show. She's doing a salad cream. Sorry. Oh, we're going to have to cancel the show. Well, she, you're and not going to. When is everyone in Melton what, goes? What date is that on though? It's Kerrykatona Oh dear. No. Um, go on. What other dates is she playing? I like her. I, I like her. Well, I can't believe what I'm reading. This can't be right. What? Kerry Katona will bring Marilyn Monroe, the silver screen's most enigmatic screen legend. I think Zorro is more enigmatic. And enduring icon back to life in Norma Jean the Musical, written by Belvedere Pashun, who wrote Wag the Musical, and with original songs from a hit songwriting team, including Jay Aston. Hey, Bucks Fizz, yeah, 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 she's good. Jeff Cotton. From the Jeff Cotton group. Orna Clement. Yay. And Tony Bayliss. Hey. The first outing for Carrier's Marilyn will be rehearsed reading before an invitation only uh, industry they're looking, audience. They're looking for backers. September well, listen, 22nd. here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? With when we're we're running out of time, but with people um, like Kerry, it, 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 what is she? You know, it's that thing of you know she had a pop career and she you know got into a bit of trouble and she's had she's had she's, issues. She's become a reality TV star. How does she? How does she earn a few quid to feed her kids? Yeah. You know, and and uh, uh, and that's a genuine question. How does she earn a few quid? And she um, and fair play, she's trying stuff. Yeah. She's trying to put on a one-woman show that may or may not work. She's trying to get, you know get into musicals that. Did may they have or may a reunion? Not, they did, I think they just played in Australia, didn't they? Yeah. But one of them couldn't go because she's scared of flying. So um, Michelle Heaton from Liberty oh, Excellent right. enjoyed them. I, I sorry, I, I quite enjoyed that story when I read it. I thought it was very strange. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, I do, would, I, well, maybe we'll look at this a bit tomorrow, but, um, what do celebrities do when it's all over? And everyone thinks, oh, I've been on telly, must have loads of money. No, not no. really. You don't make that much, you don't make as much money being on telly as people think. And, you, what and having celebr- a taste of it kind of makes it worse when you don't have it anymore, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. And, 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 you know, if you are a recognisable face. Embarrassing. The, and there shouldn't be any, sh- I remember there was a big thing about, um, Jeffrey from Rainbow working chip in van. Tesco. Well, no, he, he worked in Tesco, I think. Maybe he did a chip van as well. And, oh, the shame. Um, 
No, fair what? play. He's getting off his ass and he's going out and earning a few quid. What do they expect to happen? There's, there's no, because you can't sign, once you've been a celebrity, you can't sign on because you, 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 because of, you've probably been self-employed. So you can't go and sign on. You've got to go and work. There was another one as well. Um, and it was someone working in a market who'd been, oh, it was a guy that played a psychopath in Coronation Street and he ended up working on a market and they were kind of doing it in a slightly sneery way. No, he's getting off his backside and he's going and earning a few quid. Also, if he was an actor before, odds are he had all sorts of jobs before he was on Coronation Street. Um, and on that bombshell, dear listener, thank you, it was, um, uh, uh, what a show, huh? What a roller coaster. Um, back tomorrow, back tonight at 10 o'clock. Thank you, Ed. Thank you, Catherine. Uh, thank you to you, dear listener. Ta-ta. Talk Radio. Intelligent, organic entertainment. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 